Blog Talk Radio.
brothers and sisters, welcome to the Lord's Hour. I'm really happy to be here today to share the Word of God and to share the revelations and to, to share the dreams and, and what the Lord has put on my heart to share in this time. Um, before I start, I'd like to open up with, with a word of prayer. And, and as I'm praying, I encourage all of you to, to pray in agreement with me. I want you all to, to pray with me. And I want all of you to, you know, as we're praying, make sure that you repent and ask God to cover you with the full armor of God. Because you know that the devil, you know, he's about the earth to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. So, you know, God created us in his image. He loves us so much and he doesn't want us to, to be devoured by the enemy. So just cover yourself. Ask God. You pray for the armor of God. That's how you receive the armor of God. You ask God to give it to you and then you, you receive it. And then you receive it, and then you live a holy life, and you do everything that God wants you to do, and then you get strengthened in armor. But one way of, of one very important way of sustaining or maintaining your Christian strength is through prayer, as the Bible says, prayer without ceasing. So as we're about to pray, we're going to pray um, for a fairly long time. I want all of you to agree with me in this time of prayer, because you know we're about to start um, this time of the Lord's hour, and I encourage all of you to just be with me in prayer, because Jesus wants us to pray. He says we should pray without ceasing. So let's start. Let's repent. Let's put the full armor of God on. Father God, in Jesus' name, we humbly come before you. Father God, forgive us of our sins. Oh God Almighty, we repent of all of our sins. We repent of all of our iniquities. Oh God, I pray that you'd make everything new in our lives. Oh God, wash all of us with your blood. Oh Lord, cleanse us of all iniquity. Cleanse us of all sin. Oh God, cleanse us of all darkness and all that is not of you. Oh Father God, deliver us, Father God, from all darkness, from all sin, from all abomination. Oh God, I pray that in Jesus' name, that you'd bind and cast out all darkness. You'd remove all sin and all evil out of all of us, Father God, in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, I pray that you'd fill all of us with more and more of your Holy Spirit. Oh God, I pray that you'd cleanse us with more and more of your holy fire. Oh God, I pray that you'd wash us, you'd wash us clean with your holy blood in the name of Jesus. Oh Father God, surround all of us, Father God. Surround all of us with your presence. Oh Father God, forgive us of our sins. Oh God, forgive us of all of our sins. Oh God, forgive us of our sins. Oh Jesus, forgive us of our sins. Oh Father God, forgive us of our sins. Oh Jesus, forgive us of our sins. Oh Father God, cleanse our hearts, oh Lord. Deliver from all that is not of you, O Jesus. O Jesus, we repent of all of our sins, O Jesus. Wash all of us with your blood, O God. Rain down, Lord, your blood upon us. O rain down your blood upon us, O God. Rain down your blood upon us. And Father God, wash away all sin, all evil, and all darkness out of all of us. In the name of Jesus, O God, forgive us of every sin. O Father God, forgive us of every iniquity in Jesus' name. O Lord, I pray that you'd rain down your presence. O Lord, I pray that you'd rain down your anointing. O God, I pray that you'd rain down your fire and your Holy Spirit and your Shekinah. Oh, Father God, you'd rain down your glory upon us, Father God. Oh, cover and surround all of us with the armor of God. Oh, Jesus, with the helmet of salvation, with the breastplate of righteousness. Oh, God, with the shield of faith. Oh, God, surround all of us with the armor of God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I pray to protect us. Oh, Father God, fill our hearts with your word. Oh, God, fill our hearts with your truth. Oh, Jesus, come and fill the atmosphere with your presence, Father God. I invite you to come and fill this place with your presence. I pray that whatever Satan is planning against this time on the Lord's hour, that you'd break, you would destroy, you would bring it down. And that, God, you would not let it happen. You would not let it come to pass in Jesus' name. Oh God, I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, that you'd send your angels, Father God, archangels, Father God, thousands of them, myriads of them. Oh Father God, to surround, Father God, Lord Jesus, the airlines and the airwaves. Oh Father God, to surround, Father God, every person that is listening, surround their homes and their families. Father, I pray that you'd heal all those that are listening. I pray that, Father God, you'd bless anyone that is listening that desires any spiritual gifts. Father God, whether it be tongues or, or prophesying, Father God, 
or Jesus or, or a gift of vision or spiritual open sight, Father God, or, or great faith or wisdom or knowledge, Father God, or healing, whatever thing that it may be that your people desire. Your word said that if we ask and if we believe, then we will receive. So, Father God, I ask in your name, I ask in your name that in Jesus' name that you would bless my brothers and sisters with all that they desire, Father, whether it be healing, whether it be any gift, whether it be any blessing, whatever thing it is that they need, bless them with it, O oh Lord. And Lord, I pray that you'd forgive them of all their sins, and I know that you let, I pray that you reveal to us that you've forgiven us, because it was all finished on that cross. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that, Lord, you'd fill us with your spirit. Make us ready for a coming. Make us ready for the great revival. Make us ready for the transformation. Oh, God, make us ready for all that you're about to do. Lord, I pray that you'd use us for your glory. Oh, Lord, I thank you so much. I bless you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Wonderful, glorious Jesus. I bless your holy name, Father God. I praise your holy name. Oh, God, I thank you so much for all that you have done for us. I thank you so much for all that you have done for us and all that you're using us for. Oh, thank you, wonderful, glorious Jesus. Oh, thank you, wonderful, glorious Jesus. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Oh, God, let your will be done in every single one of our hearts. Oh, Father God, remove all the sin and all the darkness out of all of us. Renew us. Renew us. Renew us. Oh, God, make us holy and pleasing unto you. Oh, Father God, I pray that all those that are listening, that, Father, you'd make them ready and that you'd bring them unto you. Father God, bring them unto your kingdom. Father God, bring them into your heart. Bring them into your salvation. Oh, Father, there's a plan you have for your children. I pray that that plan comes to pass. Oh, Father, I pray that in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, that you'd break every chain and that, God, you'd break every curse and that you'd break every bondage, that you would destroy the works of Satan. Oh, God, open our hearts to hear you, to see you and to know you more and more every day. Oh, God, cause us to understand you more and more. Oh, Father, God, flow into us with your presence. Oh, God, all that is in us that is not of you, remove it. Oh, God, forgive us of our sins. Oh, Jesus, forgive us. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for making everything new. Oh, Father, God, I thank you that you've forgiven us and that, Father, God, you paid. You paid a price for us. Oh, Father, I thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Oh, God, thank you for anointing your Shekinah glory. Oh, Lord, I thank you that you want to use us and that you will use us and that your will and that your plan for all of us will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, we lift you high. We exalt your name. We praise you. God, we thank you for your greatness. We thank you for your majesty. Oh, Father God, we thank you for your power. Oh, God, there is none like you. Oh, Jesus, our deliverer. Oh, Jesus, our salvation. Oh, Jesus, our healer. Oh, God, I thank you so much for what you have done for all of us, Father God. I pray that you cause all of us to walk, Father God. Walk by faith and to not walk by sight. Oh, Lord, you'd cause us to open up our eyes to see your truth and that you are coming so soon. Oh, Lord, make us ready for all that you're about to do right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, for my brothers and sisters, hearts with faith. Oh, God, God, right now, let there be a great move of your anointing, of your spirit, Father God. Lord, right now, in the homes of all those that are listening, Holy Spirit, move now. Oh, Father God, I have faith in you, your words, and whatever things that we pray for, if we believe, we will receive, and I believe that I am receiving right now. I believe that you are answering right now, because you are God. Oh, Jesus, Father God, that demonstrates his power. We are God full of power. And Father God, I pray that you would pour out your power and your glory upon all of us, and that you would reveal to us things that we do not know. You would cause us to understand things that we do not understand. Oh, Father, release your blessings, release your great anointing, more of your spirit upon us. Oh Lord, I thank you so much. Let your will be done in all of us. Use us for your glory. Let your kingdom come, Father. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, forgive us of our trespasses, oh Jesus. Oh forgive us, forgive us, forgive us as we forgive everyone, Father. We forgive everyone. We repent of our sins. Oh, we turn away from our iniquities. We turn away from our iniquities. Change our ways. Oh, change our minds. Oh God, change our spirit. Oh Jesus, let us 
live a life that is pleasing unto you, O Lord. Oh Lord, forgive us, forgive us, we repent. Forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us of our sins. Oh God, cover all of us with the armor of God. Let your kingdom come in our lives. Oh Lord, let your will be done in us right now. In Jesus' name, Father God, surround us with your presence, O Lord. Oh Lord, surround us with your anointing in the name of Jesus. I break the works of Satan. I come against the works of Satan. I come against the works of every demon, Leviathan. I come against the work of witchcraft. I come against the works of sexual immorality, of fear, of pride. Oh Father God, of spiritual stunted growth, whatever oppression that is upon the life of anyone that is listening. In the name of Jesus, I command it to be lifted up right now. In the name of Jesus, I command every power of sin, every power of sickness, every power of curse upon anyone right now that is listening to be broken up. I pray for spiritual prosperity, financial prosperity, oh Lord, physical prosperity. I pray for prosperity in the lives of all my brothers and sisters, oh Lord. Let them prosper in their spirits most importantly. Oh God, I pray that you'd make them ready, oh God, for your coming. Oh Jesus, make all the people ready for your coming. In Jesus' name, Father, let us not be left behind. Father God, make us ready. Forgive us of our sins. Let us walk by the Spirit, oh God. Lead and guide our ways in our path. Let us do your will. Let your will be done. Oh God, forgive us of our sins. Change our hearts, oh Lord. Oh Lord, change our minds and our spirits in the name of Jesus. Oh Father God, rain down your Spirit right now. Touch everyone right now. I pray and I declare deliverance and restoration and revival in the hearts of the children now. Oh Father God, do your will in the lives of your people. Oh Father God, I pray that you would knock out the power of Satan in their lives. That you would send your angels to set them free. Oh Jesus, oh stretch down your hand. And set your children free right now, all those that need deliverance. I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, you would deliver them, Father God. Your children need deliverance, Father. We need deliverance. Deliver from our sins, O oh God. Oh God, deliver from our iniquities and use us, O oh Jesus. Oh Father God, let your will be done in us. Use us for glory, O oh God. Oh Father God, use us for glory. Refine us, refine us, refine us, refine us. Oh God, make us ready for your coming. Oh God, make us ready for your coming. And use us for your glory. Make us ready for your coming. Let us be a bride that is spotless, a bride that has no sin. Father God, deliver from bitterness, from pride, from selfishness, from greed, from unforgiveness, or oh, from sin, from the depression of hell. Oh, deliver us, Father, forgive us. Oh God, we repent. Oh God, we repent. Oh God, I pray that you would change your heart. I pray that you would change our minds. Oh Lord, Rabasi, Hetorebo, Shitarika Bazuta, Rebiza Tarekibizo, Jiteremiza Viramazu. Oh Lord, let your will be done in your people right now. Break the powers of Satan. Oh God, break the curses of all right now, all those that are listening, break the powers of Satan off of them. Deliver them. Oh, Father God, give them the strength to overcome their sins. Oh, Father God, for them is your Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I call on the fire of the Holy Spirit to come down and to burn and to consume the powers of Satan in the lives of my brothers and sisters. I command you demons to let them go now. I break every chain right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. All power and authority belongs to our Lord Jesus Christ. Satan, you have nothing. Oh, you lost and you have been defeated by the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the name that is greater and bigger than every other name in the name of Jesus. I command all demons to depart from all those that are listening right now. I command every demon to come out. Go now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, deliver them, deliver them. Holy Spirit, go around them. Holy Spirit, touch them right now. Oh, lift up every curse right now. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, deliver them right now. Holy Spirit, move right now. 
Holy Spirit move, I declare that a deliverance is coming upon you right now. In the name of Jesus, I declare that a restoration is coming upon you right now. That a curse is being lifted. That brokenness is being lifted off of you. It's being removed right now. Oh Lord, let your will be done, let your will be done. Oh Father, God, deliver your people, oh God. Oh, Father God, let your rain come down. Let your rain come down. Oh, God, let your rain come down. Oh, Jesus, let your rain come down. Let your anointing flood the hearts of people right now. Open up your hearts and receive the Lord once a touch. Right now, the Holy Spirit told me that He wants to deliver. The Holy Spirit told me that He is eager to save. I can feel the eagerness of the Lord to save. I can feel the Lord's heart. The Lord wants to deliver the oppressed. Jesus wants to deliver. I can feel His heart right now. And, and He told me that He wants to set free. He wants to deliver. If you're in sin, if you're being oppressed by Satan, if you're sick, if you have a disease on you, if you're being oppressed by a curse, by a generational curse, by, by a disease, by an inflammation, by a chronic disease, by, by any sin, it doesn't matter what it is, Jesus has the power to set you free because he said he will set you free. If you believe and if you're allowed and if you accept, he will set you free. Jesus wants to save. I'm feeling it right now in my heart because right now the Lord is not happy that his people are oppressed. God is a God of love. He created you in his image. God feels like the way you feel when you struggle, when you're in pain, when you're suffering, God feels that pain. Why, why would he want you to suffer? Why would he want you to be in pain? He took your pain from you on that cross. He suffered so that you would not have to suffer anymore. So why would God want you to be in pain? Some of you think that God wants you to suffer. Some of you have the mentality of your suffering and you feel that God wants it. No, 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 no. For some reason, for some reason, it might have you guys might still be going through what you're going through. And it's not because God wants it to be so. No, it's because you have to open up a door to God to allow Him to work in you. Because God is a God of freedom and justice. God does everything in order. And you have to open up your heart so that God works. And you have to have faith. Because the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. If you want God to work in your life, then you have to make sure that you have faith. Faith is important. You need faith every day. The Lord wants all of His children to know that they have to fight for faith every single day. Because you know what? The devil is fighting to get faith out of your soul every single day. That is why you have to fight to make sure that there's faith in your heart every day. I know so many of you have heard this before, but it's very important. Because the difference that makes the difference in, in, in Christians, in a true Christian and a Christian that, that doesn't do well or that, that's not ready for the rapture is, is your heart. Because the heart is what sets you aside to become a bride. I'm telling you, God looks at the heart. So God is not so much about what you say. and I mean, it's, all those things matter, but, but the thing is, you will do what is in your heart. The Bible says, if you know, people do what comes out of their heart. It's like out of your heart. Okay, when you speak, when you act, it's because of what is in your heart. So if you realize that your actions are actions of, of sin, of grief, of, of sadness, of, 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 of evil, then it means that there's something evil in your heart. If you realize that people complain or let's say there's something wrong, then it means that there's something in your heart that you need to get rid of. Because brothers and sisters, Satan is fighting every single day to get to cause all of your all those that have their names in the book of life Satan is fighting every day to have their names removed from the book of life and those that don't have their names in the book of life Satan is fighting to make sure that they never get their names in the book of life 
That is why the Bible says that you have to pick up your armor. You have to pick up, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to, you know, pray for the armor of God. Get the armor of God over you and, and fight because we're in a battle right now. We're all fighting right now against so much. No matter who you are, as long as, you know, you're trying to find God, there's something coming against you. Even Jesus, when he was on earth, you remember how Satan went and tried to deceive him. Satan went and, you know, tried to, tried to, you know, let's say, trick him, treat him, try to tell him to, you know, to, 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 you know, to try to deceive him or try to tell him to, you know, to eat and to, you know, tell him that he's going to give him all the riches and all the wealth of the world if he bows before him and that he could eat. And, you know, Satan was trying to test and deceive. And, you know, if God went, if God, you know, who was, who's Jesus in the flesh? You know, God, God in the flesh is Jesus. If he went through this, then how much more shall we go through this? Because, you know, we're going through all this too. Just as Job went through that, we're all going through. Sometimes God allows it to happen because it's all for his glory. Because when all this happens to us, we, as we go through these testings and these trials, we grow in perseverance and endurance and we become stronger. So if you're struggling, thank God for that. Because I know that for all of us, there's so much that we're all going through. We're all suffering. We're all struggling. We're all going through so many things. All, like it, it's happening because Satan is attacking everyone in every way, in every direction. You know, some people are going through different things. Some people's might be greater than others, but everyone's going through something. You know, everyone's going is going through a measure of of trial and and you know testing. But you know, it happens. It's happening right now because all these testings and all these trials, they're meant to purify and they're they're meant to teach us lessons so that we become more perfect. Because the Bible says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. God wishes for us to be perfect. And sometimes, as humans, in the way we are, sometimes to become perfect, because of our flesh, sometimes we need to tame our flesh. And we need to subject our flesh. And sometimes the Lord allows us to go through testing. So the testing that we go through will help us to really kill our flesh. And will help us to really fight down and to bring down our flesh and to subject our flesh to the will of the Spirit. So sometimes that's why God will allow us to go through these things. And it's not because God wants us to suffer. No, God is a God of love and truth. And, you know, he's a God of peace. That's why in heaven there's just peace and love. No tormenting, no tears. Everything is, you know, there's just joy, joy, joy. No suffering, no no wailing. Right now, Jesus does mourn for people. He, You know, people have seen Jesus really hurt. Sometimes Jesus gets really hurt. But, you know, in that day when we all get there, there's going to be so much joy. And, you know, it's the reward there is so great that when we get to heaven, we can't really suffer for God anymore. We can't go through pain for God. But on earth, when you, it's like there's a special blessing. There's a special glory that is given to God that, that there's a special glory that God receives when, when you're, while you're on earth. And in which if you suffer for God while you're on earth, there's a great blessing that is given, you know, that you receive. And there's a great glory that God receives. And sometimes God allows us to go through these things because, you know, it strengthens our spirits. It lets God really know that we truly love him. And it makes us stronger because, I mean, the Lord's really taken me through a lot of things. And each time after, in the end, sometimes when it happens, it's really bad. Sometimes when it's in the process of the testing or the trial, it's really awful. It's like, I just, sometimes you, sometimes it's to the point where, you, you know, you just can't take it anymore. It's like, you just don't know what to do. And sometimes it's just really bad. It almost feels overwhelming. Like, you just don't know what to do. But, you know, when you have faith constantly and just keep trusting in God, when you just keep trusting in God and just, you know, try to subject yourself to the will of God, all things will always end in God's goodness. All things will always end in prosperity and success. I'm talking about spiritual prosperity because that's the most important thing. That's what God wants you to focus on. You know, the Bible says that God wishes that we prosper in good health even as we're so prosperous. So God wants us to prosper 
You know, he wants us to prosper. God is a God that doesn't want his people to suffer. He doesn't want his people to suffer. But, you know, where he really wants us to prosper, he wants to prosper on earth too, but he wants us to really focus on our prosperity to be in heaven. Because heaven is, you know, that's where, you know, because he wants us to focus on the eternal prosperity, not the temporal prosperity. Because sometimes people focus too much on the on the temporary prosperity and then, you know, they get deceived. And then all, what people want is just the prosperity gospel. But this gospel that we, that we preach, the gospel of truth, it's a gospel where it's like when you when when you read the Bible, you know that for the children of God, things were not all easy for them. There were times when things you know were good, but there were times when things were hard. And you know you have to learn to trust God. And you know God wishes that we prosper, and you know in good health, even as even as our soul prospers, God does want us to prosper. But what God doesn't want for us is that He doesn't want us to have our hearts in this world. He doesn't want us to focus on the things in this world because some people, you know, they look forward so much to having everything good, everything good, and that they, they, they get deceived. And then they, they like to have their ears tickled by false doctrine because everyone wants, because I, I know that everyone wants to prosper, everyone wants to do well. That's why God has prosperity in heaven for us. In heaven, as you, so many of you have heard, Jesus said he's going to heaven to build mansions and houses for us. You know, he's, he's, or he's piling up our rewards in heaven. He's building up a great prosperity, and you know, in heaven, and you know, we are joint heirs in Christ. We're we are, we're inheriting the kingdom of God. God is blessing us with His kingdom. But that is a prosperity. That is a prosperity that God wants us to look forward to. He doesn't want us to focus on. I mean, sometimes God will bless you with earthly prosperity, but even when He gives that to you, He doesn't want you to focus on that because that's not what He wants. Really, for because the Bible says that Jesus says that you should store up your treasures in heaven. Because, you know, where your treasures are, that's where your heart is. So God wants you to store up your, your treasures and your rewards in heaven, not on earth, really. But the Bible does say he wants you to prosper in good health, even as your soul prospers. Meaning God wants you to be healthy, and he wants you to prosper in good health. He, wants you, he doesn't want you to be sick, and, you know, he wants you to prosper in your soul. And to God, the most important thing is your soul prospering. But sometimes people think prosperity is having money. But I'm telling you, prosperity, true prosperity is not money. At all, I'm telling you. If you think that prosperity is like having money and having, you know, um, like having, let's say, all that you ever wanted, having a big house, family, wife, kids, and all those things, if you're thinking that the big thing about prosperity, no, that's not it. You're looking at things in a worldly perspective because true prosperity is Jesus. Jesus, that's it. The answer to prosperity is Jesus. Finished. Prosperity equals Jesus. I want you to know that true prosperity is Jesus, the salvation of Jesus. is when you give all your heart to Jesus. It's not about having money and having cars and all those things. It's not about that. Because the Bible says that if you are to, you know, to gain the whole world, you know, it's not worth it to lose your soul. It's like to gain the whole, if you've gained the whole, the whole world and you lost your soul, it's not, worth, it's not worth it at all, at all. The Lord showed me this, that it's not worth it at all because the whole world does not even compare to one human being. One human being, the Lord showed me, is much, much greater than the whole world because this is what the Lord explained to me. He told me that he created every human being in his image, okay? And as we know, God is the greatest of the greatest of the greatest. The greatness of God cannot be compared or described or, or, or even fathomed. He's so great. And the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Sometimes you don't understand how great God has made you. You don't really understand. Since, because when we're on earth, okay, there's just... Because the Bible says that we know, okay, partly. Like, we don't know everything completely. It's like the Bible says that, you know... We have part knowledge. The knowledge that we have right now is not complete knowledge. 
Because the Bible says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Meaning that right now, we are not perfect. That's why the Bible is telling us that try to be perfect. Because you're not perfect. If you're perfect, the Bible would have said, oh, you're already perfect. Try to become, you know, more perfect. But the Bible says, be perfect. It means that you're not perfect yet. So it means there's a lot of things that we don't know and we don't understand. You know, there's a lot of things that we, we can't really fathom yet. So the Bible, you know, it continues to explain to us that, you know, we know in part. We know in part. The knowledge we have is not complete. So never think that, so never, we should never think we know everything or, like, even when you understand something, just know that the understanding you have is very, very little because, you, because we don't know anything at all. We don't know anything. Jesus, he's a complete knowledge of God. He's everything. But we're trying to become like him, okay? We're trying. We're gradually learning. Like, or, but the thing is, God is so great. It's, it's like, it's, you, you can't even understand how great God is. It's like beyond what you could even think. Because our brains, like this, what we have is just so tiny. That's why sometimes you should just have faith. Because right now, because God wants to work and move in our lives. But some people, they want to understand how God works before they accept. Like I know a lot of people that tell me that, you know, they want to know, they want to see, they want to understand. But I'm telling you, you, you can't understand. Like, God could give you understanding so that you understand a part of him if you want. But he's so great that right now your mind cannot, there's a lot of things that right now our minds can't explain. That's why mostly scientists, they most, most of the time you will find out that scientists don't believe in God. Because they think they're being smart or being intelligent. But the Lord showed me that they're actually the most foolish. Like, well, they're scientists, okay? They can, they can come up with chemicals. They could do all that. But the thing is, true wisdom is found in God. God is the only true wisdom. So if you're not in God, you're in foolishness. So those that think that they're smart by rejecting Jesus, it's sad to say that the Bible calls them foolish. And they're going to hell because of their foolishness. Because people that are foolish end up in hell. Because God is great, and in his great wisdom and power, he tells us to have faith and to believe in him. But sometimes people want to, you know, they try to depend on their mind and try to understand God and try to think. Some people even try to think, try to, try to think they, they know better than God. How could, you even, how could you even think you know better than God? Like, I don't, for me, it's really hard for me to understand how people could think. Like, but I, I know that it's because the Bible says that, you know, they're blind. They don't know. Their spiritual minds are, their minds are like dead. They don't, there's, their minds are dead. They don't understand truth. But what I'm trying to tell you is this, that you should just learn to have faith in God. Don't depend on your own understanding. Please don't. Don't lean on your own understanding because you, you, you can't make it with your own understanding. Did you create yourself? Did you even make a strand of hair on your head? Can you even can you even make just a single oxygen molecule? Can you just make just a grain, a grain of rice? What can you do? You can't do anything. God is the one that made everything, and you didn't make everything. So just learn to believe and trust in God. Because sometimes it might be, you know, sometimes sometimes it's hard because sometimes you're in, a, you're in a circumstance where it's so hard. But I tell you, the Bible says if you trust in God, you will never be put to shame. You will never fail. It doesn't matter. It's never too late. It doesn't matter what situation that you're in. There is always hope because the Bible says, of all these, this, the, I mean, it says of all these things, you know, these three will remain. A lot of things will pass away, but some things will remain. And you know, as the Bible says, it says there, faith, love, and hope. These three will always remain. But of all these, the greatest is love. 
So what you should focus on is love. As I said earlier, love is extremely important. Make sure that you're filled with love. But I'm trying to encourage all of you to, to humble yourself down and just learn to trust and to depend on God because it's very important that you do this because God is much, much greater than we are. We shouldn't, you know, because a lot of people like to depend on their brain. But, I mean, as as a certain man said, it's not up to your it's not up to our peanut brain to understand how God works. It's not up to our peanut brain. We just have to just believe in God. Because, I mean, our brains are like so tiny compared to what God is. We're nothing. Like, you know, as, I mean, that's, that's what he said. He said it's not, I mean, that's the thing he said. And, I, and, he was, and that's really true. It's not up to our brain because we think our brain is so complex. We think we know so much. And because of that, we exalt ourselves and we think we know so much. But we don't. The Bible encourages us to always be humble, to always humble ourselves before the Lord. So always, you know, seek the Lord diligently and trust the Lord. And, you know, seek the Lord like you're an infant, like you're a child who knows nothing. Seek the Lord like that. Because, you know, it's for those that they're the ones that receive the Because the kingdom of heaven, it belongs to such as those that are like children. Those that are getting raptured, they're like children. Um, I want to explain this because I want to make sure everyone understands what I mean by the people that are getting raptured, they're like children. You know what I mean is they have a childlike spirit before God. God is their father. And they know that they're children of God. And they acknowledge and they accept that, that fact that they are children of God. And they act like children before a great Father God. When Father God tells them to do something, they do it. They don't, you know, well, I think I should do this. Well, I think I know better. They never do that. When you see children doing that, you even call them prideful and arrogant. So how much more God, who is so holy, because you as adults, or we, when, when you see your child, when you tell a child to do something and they, they disobey, or you see them being arrogant, you feel hurt. Or you, or you look down on the child and, like, and, you, and sometimes you, you go like, wow, look, this little boy, he thinks he knows better. He, he wants to do what he wants. So if, if you're seeing a little child acting like that, acting in a prideful, arrogant, rebellious way, how do you feel God feels about you? All those times you were not praying, all those times you were not believing in Him, you were not trusting Him, but you were believing in your heart or you're believing in Satan. How would you feel? How do you think God feels? So you see, God wants us to trust Him and have faith in Him because only He is the true God of all. And He wants to change us. I want all of you to be changed by God. I'm telling brothers, if you allow yourself to be transformed by God, it's, 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 it's the most amazing thing that you could ever experience. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Like, when you let yourself be changed by God, and you, you just obey God. I mean, it's, it's hard. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard, because especially sometimes, because sometimes you go through very hard testing. Because look at what Job went through. It was, it was probably one of the hardest things Job, Job had probably done on earth. Or, or it was pretty hard for Job. I'm not going to say it was the hardest thing, because I don't really know exactly what Job went through in all of his life. But I know that that one thing that he went through, when... Jesus, God allowed him to be tested by Satan. It was very hard for Job, but Job still went through that. And he didn't give up on that. He didn't give up on God. He didn't throw God away. He just humbled down and blessed God. How many people in this time can we find blessing God for the pain and the trouble that they go through? How many people? That's why it's very important that we learn to trust God and give our all and to be humble. Because a few days ago, I... um. A few days ago, because, you know, the, if, if you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the Holy Spirit, if He's close to you, He'll keep convicting you. He'll keep correcting you. He'll keep telling you things that you do wrong, and He'll tell you to, He'll teach you. He'll help you to repent. He'll tell you what to do and what not to do. That's why it's very important that, you know, you get the Holy Spirit. 
because you know some people get seared some people they don't have the holy spirit and it's like they don't even they, they've lost their conscience they don't know what is right they don't know what is wrong they just do anything they think of and when your life's like that you're going to hell because people do get seared sometimes when people people do get seared and then it's like when you get seared it's like you lose your conscience you don't know the difference between right and wrong but you know if you have conscience and you know that something is wrong thank god because it's a blessing to be able to, to to have conscience and to know the difference between right and wrong. It's a blessing. Thank God for that because that's one step that God has given you that will help you to go to heaven. Because I remember that the Holy Spirit convicted, convicted me of something and he told me that, no, that was not right. I had to change from that. And so I went to the Lord and I repented. And then, do you know what the Holy Spirit told me? This is what the Holy Spirit told me. He told me that the, what he's really happy about is the fact that I came to him and repented. Because I was, this is what I was feeling. He was letting me understand that what he wants for his children is what he cares about the most is the relationship that he has with his children. That's what he cares about the most. Because he knows that as human, he knows that we're all, you know, we're all, we're all open to mistakes. He knows that we can all make mistakes. None of us are perfect, and all of us have sinned before. Whether Either way you look at it, like all of us have sinned before because we're all human. But because I'm not saying the Bible says it. So, I mean... Whatever that, you know, no matter who you are, the Bible does say that you have sinned. I have sinned. All of us have sinned because, you know, because of the flesh. We've all sinned. But the Holy Spirit told me that this is the most important thing to him. This is what he cares about the most. Is that when people sin because of their relationship they have with God, they return to him and they repent. Because when I went to him and I apologized to the Holy Spirit, and I said, Lord, I'm so sorry, I repented. And I actually, my heart turned away from that. I never wanted to do that ever again in my life. I never wanted to, I actually turned away from that. I actually truly repented. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said he's so happy that I did this. Because he said, what, because, what he, because sometimes when people sin or make mistakes, sometimes, you know, some people sometimes might get afraid or and maybe never go to God to repent. Or some people might think, well, God wants to kill them or God wants to destroy them. If they, if they sin, God wants to throw them into hell. Or some people might, might be so prideful they don't want to even accept that they sinned. But the Lord told me that what he cares the most about, you know, about our relationship with him as, as a bride and a bridegroom is, is, is that we repent and, you know, we're always open to the Holy Spirit and Jesus. We always tell God everything because, you know, it's a real relationship. It's not like, it's, it's a real relationship. God will speak to you and you'll speak to God. And God is a, he's a real person. Like, he's the best person. He's the greatest person. God has emotions. He has feelings. He's like... I mean, like, the Holy Spirit really taught me about him. And I didn't know this so much about the Holy Spirit until he really taught me about him. He's, like, he's amazing. I can't even tell you how much of a real, amazing, wonderful person the Holy Spirit is. Like, he actually, he actually cares. Like, it's like when you cry, he cries with you. Like, he, he feels for you even more than you feel for yourself. He is so gentle and so passionate and, and so true, so kind and so loving. We don't even deserve a spirit such as the Holy Spirit because he's so perfect. He's so awesome. But out of God's love and his mercy, he granted us the Holy Spirit. So I want all of you every day, thank the Holy Spirit every day. Every morning you wake up, say, Holy Spirit, I love you. Just love the Holy Spirit. He's so special and so wonderful. And the Holy Spirit, he deserves to be praised. You know, he deserves to be worshipped. He deserves to be thanked. Because the Holy Spirit is God, okay? So just so you know, the Holy Spirit is God. Is God. The Holy Spirit is God, okay? The Holy Spirit is God. He's the Spirit of God. And, you know, He lives in you when you become born again. And He begins to teach you the ways and the path of God. So please, as you live your daily lives, please don't be ignorant of the Holy Spirit. 
be aware of his presence because he's alive. He's a living, breathing spirit that is true and powerful and mighty. Oh, wow, I tell you, the Holy Spirit, he's powerful. His power, like, I mean, some of you have seen, I, I don't think you guys have seen the Holy Spirit just knock people, let people fall out before. His power is so great, and his power is so dynamic. Like, he could change his power. Like, he's some, like when, you're, when you get close to him, you begin to experience how real he is. And he's amazing. Like, he has different, like, different, does, he could do so many things. Like, there are times when he lets me feel different things. And I love him so much, and I want all of you to love him so much. And this is what he told me, that, it, I mean, when you sin, quickly come to him and turn away from your sin and, and ask him to fill your heart and to make everything new. When you sin, ask Jesus to, to, to ask the whole, you know, repent, repent. Ask Father God to forgive you and, and ask Jesus and the Holy Spirit to fill your heart because this is what happens when you sin. When people sin, sometimes they don't always do this. But sometimes when you sin, before you know, sometimes demons enter you the moment you sin. Some people don't know this. But the Holy Spirit wants me to talk about it right now, I feel. He wants people to know when you sin, okay, it's like just as when you open up your heart to God, when you worship God, when you seek God, when you do the things of God, the Holy Spirit just comes. You know how the Bible says how to be filled with the Spirit? By singing in the Spirit, by praying in the Spirit, by singing psalms, by doing things that are Holy Spirit related. That will get you in touch with the Spirit. That will invoke the presence of God in your heart. That will cause the Holy Spirit to fill you up. In that same way, when you sin, demons could easily enter you. Sometimes people think, well, to have a demon enter you, you need to do like a huge sin. Like you need to kill someone or you need to rape someone or you need to, you need to commit murder or something very strong, like a powerful sin. But I'm telling you, all sin is sin. All sin will lead you up into hell. There's no big, there's no small. Every sin, like it doesn't matter how big or small it is. Whatever sin it is that you commit, you, there is a place in hell for that. Because, you know, God doesn't see this sin as big or small. For every sin... There is a punishment for that sin in hell. So what you call a small sin, there's a punishment in hell waiting for you for that sin. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be the smallest thing that is. But as long as the Holy Spirit has tried to convict you of it, please, you have to make sure that you obey. Because sometimes the Holy Spirit tries to convict people of their sins, and then the people think that it's just their mind. They think, well, well, it's just my thoughts. It's just, well, I don't think it's wrong. It's, it's fine. It's fine. That's what a lot of people usually think. But I'm telling you, no, 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 no. It's not fine because that sin will let you go into hell and will cause you to lose your salvation. So there's no difference between big and small sin. Whether you steal a pen or you steal a penny or you steal a grain, just a grain of rice, it doesn't matter what sin it is. As long as it's sin, there's a punishment in hell for that. Even if you commit that, that once or ten times, as long as you haven't repented, you're not going to heaven. Because heaven is for those that repent and accept Jesus as the only way to God, to salvation. I'm telling you, there's little time left, okay, for preparation. So prepare now. Little time left until great things are about to happen. But brothers and sisters, please, I want all of you to, to learn because... To, to learn from the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the best teacher for you. He's the one that can teach you the most. He's the one that can let you understand the most. I mean, I mean, the Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is Jesus. They're all one. And, you know, I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of what God wants me to speak. But the one that can teach you the most is, is not me. It's not anyone. It's not any pastor. It's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that teaches, because he's the best teacher. He's the best preacher, because... The Holy Spirit is the Word of God. So, for us, we just try to teach what the Holy Spirit is. 
But how would you like the Word of God Himself teaching you about Himself? That's just, you get the undiluted Word. You get the perfect Word. The Word comes to you perfectly true. There's no shadow. There's no taint. There's no mixing. It's perfect. It's excellent. That is what the Holy Spirit wants for you. The Holy Spirit wants you to go to Him. And He's there and He loves to spend time with us. The Holy Spirit, you know, He loves, you know, He's, he's, he's a Spirit that loves, you know, God made us in His image. And as we know, God, you know, he made, when He made Adam, He made Eve. He made a companion. And you know, Jesus, He's, he's getting married to His bride. His bride is going to be like a companion. Like, you know, it's going to be like the person, because, you know, the Bible says, you know, when you read the Bible, it even talks about the 144 house. It says they follow Jesus wherever He goes. It, it follow, he, they follow the Lamb wherever He goes. So it's like, you know, God is not a God of loneliness, because loneliness is in hell. Hell is where you have people alone and with no one with them, because in hell, there, you don't find people together. Like, I mean, people are in torment, but I've heard testimonies of people saying, well, there's people in hell, but it's like there's loneliness in hell. It's like you're not allowed to communicate or have relationship with anyone. You're alone. Or you'll hear other. You you might probably hear other people screaming. I I, I think you probably might. You, you probably you probably will. I think so. But there's just loneliness because God's presence is is removed from all. God's presence is not in hell, but in heaven, God's presence is there. I mean, God knows everything because you know the Bible says God is everywhere. God knows everything that is going on in hell. Like I'll, let me explain this better. God knows everything that is going on in hell. He sees everything in hell. He knows everything in hell. He, so the Bible says He's everywhere. He knows what is going on everywhere. You could go to the deepest parts of the universe. It doesn't matter where you go. God knows where you are, and God knows what you're doing. God is everywhere. But what I mean by His presence, not in hell, is like you know, in heaven, you know, the love, the presence, the the, the Shekinah, the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace. But in hell, it's like the wrath of God. The wrath of God is what is in hell. It's like his, 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 his anger and his punishment. That is what is in hell because he prepared that place to punish Satan and his demons. So that's, he designed that place for punishment. So in hell, that's where God's punishment is. His presence, as in his love, his joy, his, his peace, it's not there. That, that is in heaven. And you know, that is also on earth too for now. As we're waiting for the rapture, is on earth. When you pray, the present because you know the Bible says, you know, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the will of God in heaven will be done on earth. Like that's what that's the will of God that the presence of heaven will come down on earth, but not in hell. In hell, the presence of God's anger and wrath and His punishment upon the wicked, the wicked souls for what they have done. That's the kind of that's the kind of presence that is in hell. That's why you don't want to go there, because that's God's wrath. That's God's anger. And Jesus died so that you would escape God's anger, God's wrath, that would go upon you for all eternity in hell. So you have to accept it. Please don't try to be smart like these. Please don't try to become like these scientists or these atheists, because, look, if they don't turn from their sins, then they'll all end up in hell. So don't, don't become like, don't reject Jesus. Don't think you know better. Don't try to um, say, well, Jesus, I need to see before. I need to understand before. I need to do this before. Or, Father, I, 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 need, I need proof. Just, you have to believe. You just have to believe in Jesus. I beg you. I mean, he's the only way. Like, it's, very, it's so sad because so many people, when, when all these, when the judgment happened, it's going to be too late. Please, brothers and sisters, believe in your heart. Believe Jesus. Just believe. Look, Jesus, he is true. He is real. Believe in him. Because he's the only one that can set you free. He's the only one that can save you. Jesus, he's the only one.
believe and trust in Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and never lean on your own understanding. Never. And as I said, what what really makes the Holy Spirit happy is the relationship that He has with His children, and, and that His children will come to Him, and you know they will repent. They will say, Holy Spirit, I am so sorry. Please forgive me. That's what He told him that He cared about. Because sometimes when you make a mistake or you sin, Sometimes you might feel like the Lord is so angry and so upset that He wants to punish you and He wants to... Well, the, the thing is, God doesn't want to... He doesn't want to punish anyone. He doesn't want to. He wants to love. You are created to be loved by God. You are created to be in a relationship with God. But sin has to be punished. And wherever sin is, is going to be dealt with. So if you have sin in you, then the, God's going to deal with that sin in you. And, and if you don't get that sin out of you by repenting, then that sin is going to be thrown into the fire of hell along with you because you're holding on to that sin. If you let go of sin and you accept his truth, then wherever God is, you go there. Because in the rapture, as you know, what is light is going to be ascending into heaven. And that day when it comes, those that have the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit is going up, we're going up with him. As he's moving his children up into the heavens, we're going with him. When God is moving up his people up, like those that have the spirit of light, the spirit of holiness, they're going. Those that have the spirit of sin, of burden, of heaviness, you'd be too heavy to to be carried you're going to be left here so now is the time please be ready because i'm telling you to be ready it sometimes it takes time okay because because sometimes you have to believe in jesus but sometimes it's you know when you believe in jesus on the first day sometimes you know satan will try to come and attack you and sometimes you, it's like you have to spend time with the word so that your god cleans your mind because there's a lot of things about you that god wants to change god wants to change so many things about you but it's like you have to allow him because he's a god of love and free will because, as I said earlier, free will is, you know, it's like it's love that comes from true free will. It's true love. Because, you know, Satan is the one that forces people. Satan, whether you like it or not, he, he, he tries to force you to sin. That's why sometimes people can't even sleep. Satan torments them day and night. Satan doesn't let them rest. Because he, he's, he, he forces because he doesn't have love. But, you see, God doesn't force because he has love. Because God gives you the free will to choose. God allows you to say yes or no. Because, you know, he wants you to be comfortable and to be happy. That's why he won't force you to say, um, you have to love me by force. I'm forcing you to love me. You have to love me by force. God will never do that. He doesn't do that. He will let you choose. Because in the end, it's, it's up to you to decide. Because he created you in his image. And God is a God of free will. God has free will. So when he created us, he gave us free will. Yes, brothers and sisters, so I'm trying to encourage you to let you understand a little bit more about our Lord, and I want you to know that it doesn't matter what sin that you've committed. It doesn't matter, because we've all sinned. We all sin. We all make. No one is perfect. But, you know, what pleases Jesus is that we repent. We're willing to change before it's too late. Because Jesus knows that we all will make mistakes. He knows that we make mistakes. He knows that. But what he wants is that he wants us to be willing to always come to him to turn away from our sins, to turn away from our mistakes, to turn away from our iniquities. That's what Jesus really desires. That's what Jesus wants from all of us. Because it's not about, because it's not so much about the sin. No, it's not about the sin. So when you sin, don't think, well, it's about your sin, and then God is just going to condemn you and throw you into hell. No, no, no. It's about the relationship and the love of God. God wants you to be delivered. God wants you to be set free. God wants you to be healed. So the Holy Spirit told me this, that he was so happy that you know, that I, I came to him and repented because he told me that that was what he cares about the most. That's what he, de he desires the most. That's what he cares about, is that his people will always go to him 
and you know because he wants to have that relationship with his children like that's what he was understanding that he cares so much about the relationship that we have with him because the relationship is what will separate us from you know truly going home or not it's not about the mistakes we make but the lord showed me that it's about accepting that he is he is the only god that could save and believing in him and repenting from our sin and you know turning away from our sin because the bible says if we repent and ask him to forgive he's faithful and just to forgive us god will forgive it doesn't matter what sin you've committed just ask him to forgive you and he will forgive you he'll forgive you of any sin because he loves you so much he wants to save you and remember god is able to make everything new remember God can make, no matter how bad your situation, it doesn't matter what you have done, no matter how bad your situation is, God is always willing to make everything new. He can change everything. Because the Bible says all things work together for our good. And there's one thing that the Lord keeps telling me, because sometimes, because as humans, sometimes we make mistakes, and sometimes I really regret and feel so bad. And then this is what the Holy Spirit would tell me. He would tell me that, um, that our lives, this is how our lives are. Um, I don't know if all of you know what a mosaic is, but a mosaic is like a it's like a picture, like a painting, but it's with broken broken fragments of 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 the of the image. It's like broken fragments. And I heard this sister of the Lord that said this once. And then sometimes, whenever I I think of things, the Holy Spirit would, would remind me of this again. That don't worry, this is how, like your life. It's like that. It's like the mistakes, and you know, sometimes. Um, Sometimes the error that, you know, we go through, you know, the Lord assured that is like, as long as we have faith in Him, He uses those things to make everything better. And it's like our life are like, it's like our, the broken parts of our life are like broken parts of the mosaic picture. And then in the end result, we see the mosaic picture, you know, brought together beautifully by the Holy Spirit. And we look so much more splendid and so much more beautiful than ever. So it's like, even though you've had broken parts of your life and even though things have gone wrong, because you know, I'm telling, I know that all of us have gone through that. Because you know, this is what we're fighting, and sometimes it's like, you know, there's good days, and sometimes there's days when, you know, things don't go so well. I want all of you to notice that the, what the Holy Spirit told me was that it doesn't matter how bad anything is seen; it doesn't matter at all. Just trust in God and just believe in Him, and know that He will lift you up no matter what, and know that whatever God has promised will be fulfilled. But you just have to be willing to obey and follow everything that He says you should. You have to make sure that your your relationship with them is intimate. It, it shouldn't be like a a blunt, um, very bland, like not so deep. It shouldn't be like a very shallow relationship. It should be very deep. It shouldn't be like a, a relationship that's well, not so, not so um, important. It should be one that means the most to you. That's what God cares about the most. So God wants all of you. God wants all of you to be encouraged. Because that's what God was telling me today, that he wants his people to be delivered from whatever thing you're going through, oppression, sickness, sadness. God wants to set you free, and he wants to make, let you know he wants to make everything new. But what the most important thing is that he wants you to repent, and he wants you to be willing to give all your life to him. God wants you to be willing to give all your life to him. God doesn't want you to give part of you. He wants you to give all, because the Bible says, you know, come to me, all ye that are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So if you're weak and you know it's like you feel like you're going through through so much, go to Jesus and He will give you rest, because He knows that we're all, all of us are going through. So right now the time that we go to Jesus, but in this time that we're going to Jesus, we're going to be helped and rescued and delivered because this is the jubilee, this is the time of restoration, this is the time of deliverance. And hold on to what the Lord tells you. It doesn't matter what anyone tells you because you know we're we're all man, and it's like 
don't trust or don't listen to anyone. Listen to only God. That's what you have to make sure that you're doing, you're, that you're listening to God. Because, you know, man, it's possible for man to make mistake because man is not perfect. Because the Bible says we know in part, so man could make mistake. But Jesus knows what is best. So remember to only listen to Jesus. That's why it's important to have a very good relationship with Jesus. So that when you hear Jesus, you know that it's Jesus speaking. And you obey that word so that you receive and you're, you receive what Jesus wants to give you. Yes, brothers and sisters, I want all of you to know that the Lord is a, is a God that is just. He's a, spirit, he's a God that is merciful, that is full of a spirit of love, of joy, of peace. That God is, so, God is so good. He's such a wonderful God. And He wants all of us to believe in Him. He wants, you know, he, because when I was praying just now earlier, He let me know that He wants to deliver His people so that He could use them. Yes, because brothers and sisters, when you're with God, there's fullness of joy. When you're with God, there's there's just peace. There's so much peace and there's so much love because, you know, our God, He's a God of love. He's a God, you know, that, that desires that we be made perfect and complete in His love. God wants to use us. God wants to make everything new in our lives. He wants to restore us. So I want all of you to yield to the Spirit of God. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit do His work in you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Let the Holy Spirit... You know, you know, take the steps, like, allow him to move through you and in you the way he desires to. Don't put yourself first. No, put God first. Because you'll always succeed and you'll always do well. You'll always be made perfect. He'll always show you what, what to do and what not to do. Because in this time, everyone has to just, you know, be, get very strong and solid in the word of God and being able to hear the Lord. Because in this time, great events, great mighty events are about to happen. Great events are about to happen that will shake the whole world. And everyone has to be ready. Everyone has to be solid in their seat in Christ before all these events begin to happen. So I just want all of you to know this, that no matter what mistake you make, just always repent. Repentance. I can't tell how important that is. And when you repent, please don't let it be a partial repentance. Turn away from your sins completely and give your all to God because that's what God cares about. Because God knows that we will make mistakes. But what He cares about is that He wants us to to turn away from them and be willing to not ever do them again. Because He knows that we will make mistakes. He knows. He knows because He knows. But, you know, He knows. But what what makes a difference is that you turn, you change, you let the Holy Spirit yield to you, and don't and don't think that well because God knows we're going to make mistakes. I'm always going to make mistakes, and you know well if I make a mistake, God knows I'm going to make a mistake. No, no, that is that is very foolish. That is like the Lord let me know that is foolish. That is no, that is taking advantage of God's grace. And when you take advantage of God's grace, then there is no other grace to save you anymore. Like. God, we've been giving this grace to save us. If, if even with this grace you're still sinning, then there's no other grace. You're going to hell, because that's that's why a lot of people are in hell. Because a lot of people, God gives them the grace. You know, by the grace we're saved by the grace, but they still sin. And if you're even with the grace, if you're still rejecting this grace, then there's no other grace to save you. You're going to hell. So you have to make sure that you take this grace because this is the only grace that could save you. The grace of Jesus is the only one. So make sure that you try to your best to live holy. Because holiness is, is very key and very important. And that will help you, you know, remain in the kingdom of God. Because once you're saved, holiness will help you stay in the kingdom of God. Because when you're not holy, you get removed. But when you're holy, you stay there. So it's very important that, brothers and sisters, that we all remain holy. It's holiness is extremely important. So do all you can to live in complete true holiness and never 
never give in to the will of Satan. Because, you know, Satan is out like a roaring lion. And, you know, he has these darts that he's shooting. The Bible says, you know, like put on the armor of God so that you can quench the fiery darts, you know, of the evil one that will come against you. You need to make sure that you have the armor of God over you. You need to make sure that the armor of God is, you need to make sure that you have that every single day. It's very important it's because as we live, we cannot protect ourselves. We can't. We're feeble. We're weak. If, if, if it was not for God, so many of us would not be here today. In fact, none of us would be here today if it was not for God. So just make sure that you surrender to God and that you humble yourselves and, then, and that you give yourselves to the will of God. It's very important. And I tell you, believe and have faith and have hope in everything that God says and know that it will happen. And just know that the promise of God will be fulfilled. And just know that when you sin, repent, and God will accept you. If someone sins, make sure that you don't discourage them, or you don't judge them, or you don't make them feel like they're condemned, and that they're going to, oh, no, no, let them know that there's hope. Because the Bible says hope will always remain. You know, so you know, love, faith, hope, well, these three, they'll always remain. So make sure that you always give hope to your brothers and sisters, no matter what they go through, no matter the circumstance they're in, don't push them out and reject them and think that, well, well, they're going to be destroyed forever. Well, there are times, there are circumstances, let me explain this well so people understand. There are circumstances, because, you know, the Bible also says this. It says that, you know, bad company corrupts good character. So in other words, the Bible is telling you that if you're with bad people and you're not strong enough, you could end up becoming bad. So, the, so you know, there's times when you know, the Bible says, resist the enemy and he'll flee from you. So there's times when it's like the Lord doesn't want you to be with the darkness. He doesn't want you to be with people. He doesn't want, he, some, sometimes there's some people that the Lord will show you, this person, stay away from them. Because right now, the Lord will explain to you that right now at the level that you're at, I mean, sometimes you might not understand, but sometimes it's because at the level that you're at, you're not ready to deal with this person yet. If you go to them right now, because you're still maybe a very weak Christian, you could be you could be overcome and you could end up sinning. So sometimes God will tell you, stay away from this person because right now he's still preparing you. You're not really ready to deal with this person yet. So he will say, stay away. Just come to me and I'll just prepare you for what I want to use you for. But remember that if sometimes you sometimes the Lord will let you know that you might have to stay away from certain places or stay away from certain, certain people. Sometimes the Lord will let you know that I don't want you to go here. I don't want you here. I don't want you with this people or with this thing or with that. He'll tell you, no, 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 don't go there. But other times he'll tell you, go here, help this person, do this, do this, do this. But other times he'll tell you not to because it's his will, because, you know, it's, it's, it's his will and it's his plan. And he knows what's best because there's plans he has for us. That's why you can't just go about and just, you know, choose and say, well, I like this person. I want to marry this person. You can't just do that. You can't just do whatever you think is best because God knows what is best. Um, because there's some people that God might not want you to be with because if you're with them, they will cause you to fall and to stumble. And if there's some people that if you're with, you'll be elevated because bad company corrupts good characters. So if you're in bad company, you, you, there's a very strong like, likelihood that you will be corrupted. And since God does not want you to be corrupted, he's going to want you to stay away from them because he's going to tell you you're not strong enough. So stay away because if you go, you will be corrupted. So you have to let them go. But that, that is completely different from what I'm trying to say because I want people to understand what I'm saying. That when if you leave, if you leave a certain group of people or if you leave someone because the Holy Spirit tells you to, because they're trying, the Holy Spirit could tell you, this person is trying to attack you, trying to bring you down. Stay away from them. 
if the Lord tells you that, it's completely different from, it's like, it's, it's not the same as judging someone. Because sometimes when you leave people, pe or when the Lord tells you to leave someone, someone could also, could look at it as, you're judging this person, you're judging them, you think, well, that they're so evil, you think that you're judging them because, well, um, the Lord said love everyone, and you're not showing this person love, and you're, 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 you don't want to spend time with them, so you're judging them. The Bible says, that's, thou shalt not judge, so you're sinning. Someone could look at it like that, but I'm telling you, no, no, no. No, that is completely, like, different. It's opposite from your, your, your mind is not in the, you know, in the correct place. You're, you're not thinking about it in the, in, the, in the correct way, because that is not true. In fact, that is false, because the truth is this. There's a difference between judging, judging something, and there's a difference between obeying God. If God tells you, because God is the one that will judge, because God is a judge, and no one can do anything about that. God judges; He's a great judge. And if God has judged a situation and He's telling you to do not do this, stay away from this person, or don't go here, you can't say, well, you can't end up saying, well, you're judging, you're judging, you're doing this, you're doing this. No, when you do that, you're going against the Word of God. Because the word of God says, bad company corrupts good character. And if the Holy Spirit is telling someone to maybe stay away from this person, because, because sometimes you can try to help them. And let's say there's times when you try to help them to be saved, or you try to help them to change from their ways. And this person will just not want to change. Like, no matter how many times you tell them, they don't want to change, but they want their own, what they want is their own will. Because some people just want their own heart. They don't want the heart of God. So for some people, you could spend like 10 years trying to change them, and they just won't give in because, you know, they've made up their mind that they don't want to surrender to God. They want to bring God's people down. And for those people, the Holy Spirit, when you meet some of them, the Holy Spirit will tell you to stay away from them. But when you do that, you're not judging them. Remember, it's the voice of God, and you're obeying the voice of God. If you don't listen to the voice of God, and you think, well, I'm judging them, so you want to show them love and mercy, which is actually in turn disobedience and foolishness. You will end up getting contaminated and you will lose your relationship with God. And out of disobedience, you will lose the Holy Spirit. You, you could lose, the, it's very possible, you could lose the Holy Spirit. When you defy God so much, you could, His Spirit could be ripped from you just like Saul. When you disobey God, the Holy Spirit could leave you. And when He leaves you, you're going straight to hell. And that person alone, that you, you think what you're showing love to, that person could cause you to go down to hell. Or that, or that sin that you're committing. If that's, you will be left behind because you're not obeying God. Because the bride is a bride that is spotless. Spotless means you're completely obedient to God. So you could be left behind for that. Yes, very, very possible. But judging is this. is when, let's say, you see someone or someone that, that needs help. Or, this is an example of, because, you know, you, you shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't really, because it's like, you should know the will of God for your life. And you should obey the will of God for your life as is written in the word of God. But being your own judge is like when, let's say, you know, someone needs help, someone's struggling with sin, and they really want to be helped, or someone's suffering, and then you go to them and say, hmm, this person is because of your sins, that's why you're suffering, I'm not going to help you, you'll perish in your sin. That's really bad, and that's really evil, that's something very evil to say. If someone's asking you to help them, and, you know, in your heart, it's like you're just being mean to them, that's sinful, that's that's the the way that God does not want us to judge. That's what God doesn't want us to do. God wants us to open our hearts to love everyone as he leads us to. No matter who they are, no matter what they are, no matter where they come from. Because remember, we're all in God's image. You have to remember that. You have to always help them. But remember that there will be times that the Holy Spirit tells you that this person 
is coming to you to try to make you to to try to be friends with you so that you fall. So if the Holy Spirit tells you that, that's when you have to leave. Well, if you feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you to to help them, then you have to help them because if when the Holy Spirit wants you to help someone, you decide to not help them but reject them and to be mean to them and judge them. That's when it's actually the judge you're, you're judging the way God doesn't want you to, and you're going. And when you do that, you're sinning, and you're hurting someone, and you're you're letting them even because sometimes people you know curse people, they say mean things to people. You know, you bring people down, you say evil things to people, you discourage people, you say evil things. That's the judging. That's what God hates. He doesn't want you to do that. That's what God really hates. When on your from your own heart you say, well, this person is this, this person is that, and you're saying negative things about people, and you never encourage people, but you're just saying mean things mean things to them. When you do that, you yourself are sinning, and if you don't repent, you're going to hell. And you could discourage someone, and then that person could end up thinking that maybe God doesn't really love them, while God loves them. And when you lie to someone and make someone commit a sin, you're also the blood is on your hands. You have to remember that that if people, you know, you know, are misled because of you, then the blood is on your hand. That's why you always have to try to, you have to always have to make sure that you always speak the truth and you always, you know, are close to God and make sure that you don't make mistakes. But sometimes mistakes will happen because sometimes we fall. But the moment that you make a mistake, go back to God and correct your mistake and say, God, I made this mistake. I said this. This wasn't true. I made a mistake. I said this. That was not good. So, God, what do I do? I, I really want to correct my mistake. I'm so sorry, God. Forgive me. The Bible says when you go to God, he's faithful and just to forgive you. It doesn't matter what mistake you make. God will forgive you. He's willing to save. He's always eager to save. No matter what sin you've committed, it says no matter. Just, you know, God is willing to forgive you. You just have to be willing to change. And God will change you if you allow him to. Because God knows we can all make mistakes. When you make mistakes, you quickly correct yourself. And if you tell someone something wrong, you quickly go to them and apologize. And, you know, correct yourself and tell them all the truth and let them know what the truth is. You have to correct them. And if you make a mistake, change from your wicked ways. Just turn away from your wicked ways. And then God will spare you. Because that's what happened to Nineveh in the time of Jonah. When they had sinned, when they were so evil, when, when they were going against God. And, you know, God sent Jonah to give the message. When Jonah gave the message, they repented. So that's what, you know, God wants. When you, when you repent, God will, you know, you hear your prayers and you heal your land. That's what happens in Nineveh. They heard the warning of God and they repented. So just know that when you hear God's warning and you repent, you'll make everything new as though nothing bad ever happened. God is a God of that capability. His power you can't, you can't understand. It doesn't matter what the devil tries to make you think that, oh, this sin you've committed is so great. You have to die and go to hell for this. Sometimes people feel so bad and then you know, they end up you know, thinking that they're unforgivable or they're going to go to hell. Sometimes I have this testimony of someone that had killed someone and he thought it was unforgivable. But no, whatever sin you've committed, you, God will still forgive you. God will forgive you. So just, you know, the Bible says, whosoever, you know, shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's like, call upon the name and ask him to forgive you. Mean it in your heart and he'll forgive you. He'll save you. It doesn't matter what you have done. Just because, because Jesus wants to save. Because it's only now that you can be saved. If you're on earth, you can be saved. But when you pass away from earth, it's going to be too late. You can't be saved anymore. You're going straight to hell. God wants to save. So it doesn't matter what sin you've committed. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what you've done. Just be willing to change from your wicked ways and God will heal you. That's it. Be willing to turn away. Repent and turn away from your wicked ways and God will heal your land. And, and, and the Lord told him that's what he really wants. He wants you to... Because when you, God gets so happy when you repent. 
And then God will even use you to even make so much things even much, much better. You'd be surprised to see how much God will use you if you repent to him. He's going to let it be almost as though nothing wrong ever happened and that only good things happen. That's how great God is. So I want all of you to, to be always willing to repent and always, always, always willing to turn away. Always willing to turn away from your wicked ways. Always willing. Always willing. And always to, you know, confess to God. That's what the Holy Spirit told me that is the most important thing to him, that he cares that we will always come to him and always confess our sins and always ask him to change us. We'll always be willing to repent every day, every every hour, every every minute. Always repent. It doesn't matter how bad you feel. It doesn't matter what's going on. Remember, if you have God, I mean, if God is with you, for you, then who can be against you? So that's what have to, you just have to make sure that God is for you. Because if God is for you and He's truly for you, and you and you are also for Him, then it doesn't matter what comes against you. You will always succeed. You will always be victorious. You will always win. But you just have to make sure that you you, you truly are for Him. That you truly give Him your heart. That you truly give Him your life. That you truly give him all that you are. Because he's the only one that can save. He's the only one that can deliver. And he's a God that wants to save and that wants to deliver. Yes, brothers and sisters, right now what the Lord wants is he wants all of you to know that he's always there to forgive and he's always there to save. And it's not too late. And as many as you are, he wants all of you to come to him. And he wants you to share his word. He wants you to preach his gospel. He wants you to spread his word to the ends of the earth. I mean, do all you can to share the word of God. Jesus loves it when you share his word. And it doesn't matter what m- means or tactic you might use, but do do your do the best you can to let people hear about God's true word that Jesus saves, and that if they believe in him and, and repent, God will save them of, of anything. He'll forgive them, and he'll, he'll not just do that. He'll make their lives new, and then, you know, they'll go home in this coming rapture to meet the Lord. So just share the word of God and let people know about the Lord's coming, because, you know, the Lord does want his people to be made ready. He wants his people to be ready. So please prepare. Prepare your heart for the coming of the Lord. It's very, very important. And just focus on your relationship with the Lord and the Holy Spirit because the Lord did let me know that that's what he did care about. Like, I mean, the, the mistakes that you make, it doesn't really matter. It's like, as long as you repent, God washes them away and he forgets them because he does, because sometimes people get so oppressed by their mistakes and their sins and sometimes um, they make more mistakes or sometimes they commit suicide or they commit great sins. The Lord doesn't want anyone here that is listening to, to, to fall into that trap of Satan because sometimes, you know, Satan, he's the accuser. He's the one that goes and that accuses. He's the one that will, you know, accuse you and, you know, just keep, you know, accusing and, and trying to make you feel so bad that you do things you're not supposed to do. That's what Satan does. And try to make your life worse, try to make you give up. But the Bible says that don't give up. It says in Ephesians that, you know, don't give up. Pray for all Christians. Pray for brothers and sisters. But don't give up. Because God is a God that will always that is always there, and you know you know it's like the Bible says that those that you know you know when those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. So it doesn't matter what you go through; just know that God will be there to help you if you just have faith in Him, and if you hold on to Him till the very end, you will succeed and you will prosper, and everything will be made perfect. But just trust in the Lord; just learn to trust in Him, trust in Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and do not lean on your own understanding. And know that God wants to save, and and know that He wants you to prepare. He wants you to be hard-working. 
He wants you to pray. He wants you to fast. He wants you to seek Him with all your heart, with all diligence, with all focus, with all that you have. He wants you to put Him first. Because He could change your life. He wants to change you. Only He can change you. And He wants to do this. So just allow the Spirit of God to change you, to move through you, to renew you, to refine you, to cleanse your heart and to cleanse your soul. Just allow God to work through you. Because I want you to know that, brothers and sisters, He's coming so soon. He's coming very, very soon. And all of you have to get ready. Because you don't want to be left behind in this tribulation. Because if it's hard for you to give your life to God now, then it's going to be so much harder. Like in those days, it's going to be really hard. That's why a lot of people take the mark of the beast. Because things are going to get harder then than now. So make sure that you're ready and that you're prepared to give God everything, absolutely everything. Try your best to please God. Just try your best because it's not really about about what you think you can. It's about your best because remember, because sometimes it's not really about what you think. It's about you know what God thinks because if you remember the Bible, um, you know, and when um Jesus was there and these two and Jesus talked about these people that gave. A widow gave just one penny, and the rich man gave out of his abundance. And he spoke, who was going to get more blessings? And, you know, the, the truth is that the one that was going to get the most blessings was, you know, the poor widow that just had one penny or just very little money. Because God cares about our hearts. Because sometimes you think you, you, because sometimes you think, well, all I have is this. I don't, because sometimes you may have nothing. All you might have will just be a little bit. And you think, well, if I give this to God, maybe, I don't think God's going to be happy because, Compared to the other people that are giving like millions and millions, mine is nothing compared to God. But remember, God, you see, He He rewards us according to our proportion. You know, He judges us. It's like individually. He looks at us individually, and He knows we're different. Because if you remember the parable, you know, of the three servants, everyone was given a different amount. God makes us differently, and He gives us different amounts. And all of us can take different amounts. So with what we can take, with what God has given us, He expects us to release a certain amount with the capability or with the blessing or the gift or financial blessing, spiritual blessing, physical blessing, with all that God has given you, He expects you to give a certain amount back to Him. He expects you to, in fact, when that day comes, He wants you to be able to multiply all that you've given to Him. At least when you see, He wants you to multiply at least twice when you read the Bible, when you see the Bible with three servants. All that you have, God wants you to at least multiply it twice. He wants you to do more. Because as you can see, all you know, the the servant with five, you know, with, with five, with five gifts, he came back and brought another five, making together ten. The one with two um, talents came back and multiplied it by two, giving God four, giving God another two, which makes four together. So God wants you to make up, to create, to make more with what He's given you. So it's not really up to. Don't think that well, I have a little bit. I don't know if God is going to be pleased with me. No, no, no. It doesn't matter because God knows how much you have. It depends. If you have like billions, and it depends like on what you have. I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about everything and everything. I'm talking about your heart, your time, your energy, your energy, your money, the 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 clothes you have, your spirituality, everything that you give to God. You have to make sure that you give Him enough. Make sure that you spend your heart giving to God. I mean, giving to God. I mean, singing to God, praising to God, worshiping, praying, fasting. Doing everything. If, if 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 you have money, give to the poor. Give to God. If 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 you can preach, preach. If you can evangelize, evangelize. If you've been called as a prophet, prophesy. If you have the gift of healing, heal people. Just go out and just heal people. I mean, do what God has given to you. Don't sit on it and wait, expecting, 
you know, God to tell you before because we, you already know. I mean, it's, it's different when you don't know. But if you know what God wants you to do, then don't, don't sit down and wait. What are you waiting for? Time is up because to him, to whom much is given, much is expected, is going to be required of you what has been given to you. On that day, God is going to look at us individually. We're not going to be looked Although you're in your womb with your mom, when you're being judged, you're not going to be judged with your mom because you're, when you're in your mom's womb. Your mom's going to be judged independently because God made us individually in his image. We're all distinct images, very different and all the image of God, and we're all individuals. So God is going to judge all of us individu individually, and we have to all make sure, we all have to make sure that on that day when we're all being judged and God is, you know, he's requesting things of us, that all of us would have done enough for him. All of us would have said enough. All of us would have done enough for him because, you know, God knows if, if you have, if you're someone that has two and you give God all you have, God knows you've given your best. And if you're someone that has a thousand and you give the thousand you have, God knows you've given all that you can. And if you're someone that has a million and you just give three, God knows you've given the worst. And he's going to judge you according to that. So he's not going to judge because the standards are not based on other people's standards. It's, on ba it's based on God's standards that he has made for you because he made you differently and very uniquely. And you're an individual. So that's how it is. So you have to make sure that, you know, do the best of what you have because before it's too late. Because I tell you, Jesus is coming very, very soon, sooner than people think. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, rejoice and praise the Lord because the Lord has been letting me know something amazing, amazing revival is coming in. And I get so happy and so thankful to the Lord when I think of this revival that is coming. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. And the Lord is me know, just prepare. Just keep getting ready for this revival because... It's it's like to get ready for the arrival. Remember, remember, as I said earlier, with the Lord, let me understand that He's going to pour out a spirit on people, and it's like you need to be ready. It's like there's a lot of things that are going to happen, and in this time, you need to prepare and be ready. Just get your mind straight, because Satan is attacking with so many things, a lot. In fact, the Lord showed me, and I'm going to speak about one of them because the Lord gave me a dream of deception that's in the world, especially on the Internet, the Lord showed me. So be careful what you do on the Internet. But I'm allowed to talk about the dreams that the Lord gave me. I'm going to talk about them very, very soon right now. But I just want all, I just want to share more of the God's words to encourage you. And I want you to have faith in God. I want you to love Jesus. And please prepare for Jesus like he's coming the next minutes because he is coming. You don't know when it is, but it is coming because the Bible says, no one knows the day or the hour. But all we know is this, he is coming. That's all we know. And the Bible doesn't just say coming, but it says coming soon. Look, we are in the last of the last days. Jesus is coming. You have to prepare. Because it's like, as I said earlier, you, I mean, God could make someone ready in one day. Because God could do anything. He's God that could do anything. But generally, to prepare takes time. You have to keep, you have, because, you know, you have to, there's a lot you need to learn. The Holy Spirit wants to change you, wants to change all of us. And, you know, we have to keep letting him change us and because we don't know anything. Because the Bible says that, you know, we have to try to be perfect. But we, we know partially, so we know very little. So we're trying to be perfect, but we know just a little. So we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. And it takes time. So don't, don't think that, well, you're going to be ready when it's almost time. That is a foolish mentality. Don't do that because when you do that, I just feel the Holy Spirit gets so angry. Like, that makes him upset when people think like that. When people think, well, it's going to, I'm going to get ready. When I see a sign, or I need a sign before I get ready, I just felt like when I when I just said that right, I just felt the Holy Spirit's anger. I just felt the anger of God just bursting through my heart. I just felt like anger just coming out of me right now because I could feel that that makes the Lord really angry. Like I could feel it. Like I, I just felt it just now. Don't ever say that if you don't want to end up in hell, if you don't want to be in the Lord's wrath, 
after the warnings and the signs. How many signs do you want God to give before you know that he's coming? What else do you want God to do before, before you know that he's coming? Look, look at all that he's doing. He's given so many signs. But the thing is, people are blind, so they can't see. But everywhere, God is showing. God has been speaking to his people. God has been telling me this for a very long time now. He's coming. And with all my heart, I know that it's true. And I want you to, I want you to just focus with all your heart. Because in these days, Satan is going on deceiving people. And there's times when the devil will try to discourage and will try to make people think or try to make you think that, well, there's, there's, there's time. He's going to try to do that because there's a lot of things going on. There's, the Lord's showing me there's a lot of deception and confusion and a lot of things that the enemy is doing. But I want you to know this, that Jesus is coming. Don't let anyone take that from you. Don't let anyone, you know, don't let anyone allow you to get, don't allow anyone to get you to see. That's why you have to try to, you have to always keep your relationship with the Lord solid and strong because there are times when the enemy will, cut, will try to come against you. But if you're with the Lord, even when something happens, when the enemy tries to make you fall, God will get you back up again. You have to make sure. You have to make sure they're always with the Lord because when things seem like they're getting bad, God will always be there to help you because, you know, God knows you and you know the Lord and you know that whenever you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. So you just have to make sure that you know the word of God because, brothers and sisters, the Lord is coming. I want you to know this. Jesus is really coming because a few days ago I was praying, I was praying and I was like, Lord, what do you want me to, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to tell your people? And on the Lord's Tower, I think I prayed something like that a while ago. And the Holy Spirit told me this. I felt this so strong that he is coming. Like, I felt like that Jesus is coming. Like, the rapture is about to happen. That's what I felt in my heart. I felt that so strong. So, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, it's coming. But we don't know when. The thing is, we actually don't know when. But he doesn't want people to sleep. And he doesn't want people to not be ready. He wants people to be ready and, and not to sleep. So, prepare for the coming of the Lord. It's very important. Prepare for the coming of the Lord. Jesus is coming soon. So prepare. Do all you can to be always ready every single day. And if you're close to him, he'll let you know. He'll let you know, okay, that these things are about to happen. Recently, I had a tsunami dream, and I was taking to different parts of the world. The Lord showed me Asia. He showed me Africa. And he showed me America. America, specifically New York. And I saw how things were going to be. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you don't want to be here. Like, like you want to be in the arms of the Lord when these things are happening. You want to be in the arms of the Lord. Because I saw how there were going to be wild animals out there. And wild animals were chasing people. But, I, I, I mean, we're, we're chasing. Like, we're gonna, wild animals are going to come after you. Actually, the Lord let me experience it. But I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you about it in, in a few minutes, that dream that I had. Because what, the most important thing is that your hearts are ready. Because that's what it's about. It's, it's, to, it's The focus is on having your relationship with God right and being able to hear from God. And you know what? Being able to always get up when you fall. Because right now, there's going to be a lot of trials and testing that will come God's people's way. A lot of it will happen. A lot is going to happen. You know, a lot of trying and testing. Because you know, even, even when you read the book of Revelation, it talks about the end. It talks about people that will be, you know, in captivity for, is it about 10 days? Let me get the scripture just now. Yes, brothers and sisters, as it says in Revelation 2.10, it says, don't be afraid of anything you are about to suffer. Listen, the devil will put you to the test by having some of you thrown into prison and your troubles will last 10 days. Be faithful to me, even if it means death, and I will give you life as your prize of victory. So just 
prepare because in these days there will be testing. Okay, there will be a lot of testing, but just make sure that you always get back on your feet because that's what the Lord showed me. That's the most important thing because He let me know that there will be there will be testing because I mean. I mean, I've, the, I mean, even as I live, like, there's, every day, like, I realize that the Lord lets me go through some kind of testing or some kind of trial. Lord, like, I, I've, been, I've been realizing the Lord lets me go through these things because sometimes I wonder why I, I just keep, these things just keep happening to me. Like, like why do I go through this? And, and then I just know that the Lord's letting me know it's, it's a testing because sometimes just, it just happens, like, like testing after testing. And sometimes you, you wonder, but it's because the Lord has a plan and purpose because these testings, when you read in the end, the Lord because the Lord wants to reward you with a big crown, or He wants to reward you with something big, or it's because He wants something, He has something big for it. Because remember, when you're tested and you're, you persevere, your reward is so much, much, much more great. So it's because the Lord has a big reward for your plan for you, or a place for you. Because remember, as I said earlier, as I said, this I heard this woman say that the Holy Spirit told her that our lives are like a mosaic. It's like it's almost like the broken bits of your life, the parts of your life where you're, you struggle and where, you know, you go through testing things are just not the way you want them to be. It's like in the end, when you just hold on to Jesus, because the Bible says, all things work together to the good of those that love God. So please, you have to make sure that you love God. That is the most important thing. And make sure that you don't allow sin. Close every door to sin. Reject sin at all costs. Don't allow yourself to fall into temptation. But if you do, there's, if you happen to fall, it's not the end. God is always willing to save, but when you but when you fall and get back up, just know that your life is like this. It's like there, it's like broken bits of a mosaic, and in the end, the Holy Spirit will put everything to, together, and it's going to become that beautiful picture that God made you as your life. That's our life's going to be. So God's always going to bring everything together for your glory. That's why the Bible says all things work together to the good of those that love God. That's why you have to get close to God because when you're close to God. God will speak to you and he will show you your end. And when God speaks to you, like let no one can let no one take it away from you. Let no one take those words away from you. It doesn't matter what people tell you or what you go through because remember, human beings know in part. Human beings like as we are all human, we really don't know we don't know everything. So we know in part. So when we speak, we speak in part. But God knows the full. He knows like everything. He's perfect. So when God tells you something, make sure that you hold on what God tells you more than what man tells you. So just make sure to have to stand on. So so what is God telling you? God is telling you His word. His word is in the Bible, and you have to hold on to that word. That's what you have to hold on to. His promises in your life, and that's why you should even make try your best to even you know have your spirit open up to God, where you can even hear the voice of God. So when you hear God's voice, I'm telling you that's even much much more amazing. It's like you hear what God because you know God has a perfect plan for your life. So if you can hear God's voice, what is what it's going to mean? It's going to mean that you can hear the personal plans that God has for you, you, you as an individual. You'll hear what God wants you to do. And when you're able to hear those things, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. Like, when you remember the words of God, they bring so much comfort, and they help you fight to the end. It doesn't matter what anyone tells you. What matters is what God will tell you. Because, so, God, because God is the one that is in control. Is man in control? No. Man is not even in control of his own life. Only God is. So I want brothers and sisters, I want all of you to just just build up your life in God. That is so important. Build up your life in God so that you can hear God's voice. You know, and make sure that you love God with all your heart and love every person with, with, with all your heart. Love your brothers, sisters, people that you don't know, people that are different, people that will look different from you, people that will talk different from you, people that will, will dance and do things different from you. You have to love them because Jesus loves them all. 
because we're all different, but Jesus loves all of us. Jesus doesn't love, because we're all very different, but Jesus, you know, he He made all of us unique. So you have to learn to love everyone, no matter how they look, no matter how they speak, no matter what they have done, no matter what they have or don't have, no matter how many mistakes they make, love them, because Jesus loves them, no matter what they do, he loves them. So how much more are you? If Jesus, that is God, that is so perfect. He knows He knows, He knows. knows that it's even best to love them. He knows that loving them is best. Then how much more are you? That knows in part. You should just surrender to God because you, you should know that you don't know anything. So the best thing to do is just to do what God does because you don't know anything. I don't know anything. So the best thing for me is to try my best to please God because I, I, know, I have to know that I make mistakes because I'm not perfect. But I have to try my best not to make mistakes. And if I happen to make mistakes... I have to do my best to correct them, and I have to do my best to change from them, because right now, as as we're all in this flesh, we're trying to be perfect, and what God wants is that a heart that will always come back to Him. That's what God showed me that He wants. He wants a heart that will always go back to Him, that no matter how many mistakes you make, you don't let your, mis- your mistakes be- beat you up and give up and then just give up. No, no, no. You let You always go back to Him. That's what God wants. God wants all of His people. Like God wants you to all go come back to God. If you have fallen, if you have made mistakes, if you feel like you're in sin and you're just come back to God. Just I want you to know that it doesn't matter what you have done, but come back to God with a repentant heart. Don't come back to God expecting God to accept your sin and accepting expecting God to say, Oh, you're sinning, it's okay, you can keep sinning. I'll still I'll still, you know, be there for you. No, 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 don't expect that. Expect to come back and change from your ways and surrender to Jesus and do what Jesus wants you to do. That's what God wants. God wants you to surrender to Him and He wants you to do His will. He wants you to obey all of His laws and all of His precepts that He's going to give you because there's a, requ- there's a requirement. You know, there's a lot of things that God requires of all of His children and He wants all of us to, you know, to do that. He wants us to do the things He wants us to. God wants us to change. He wants our life to be changed. So please allow God to change you. He wants to do this. Let Him change you before it's too late. Because if you don't allow God to change you, then you could run out of time. And then you're going to, you know, go. you're just going to be judged just as you are. And if you haven't been changed enough into the image of God, then you're, you're, going, you're going to hell. It's really sad, but it's going to happen. So please, I want all of you to open up your hearts to God. Repent every day. Repent every minute, every hour if you can, I tell you. If you can, just then stop. Just keep repenting. Just keep keep your mind focused on God. Because I keep saying this, what God wants is a heart that will always come back to him and repent no matter what. That's what the Lord showed me. That's what the Lord told me just that's what the Lord told me just a few days ago. He told me that the most important thing to him, what he really cares so much about is the relationship and he wants a heart that will always come back to him, to always repent, to always to to tell him that, you know, you love him and that you repent and you want everything to be made new again. And in your heart you truly repent. God wants true repentance. That's what he wants. And then when you repent, just look to God. Just focus on God. And just do your best to please God. And sometimes, like, sometimes you might feel things, okay? You have to pray for discernment so that you're, so that with what you feel, you're able to decipher whether it's of, whether it's a feeling the Holy Spirit letting you feel or it's a feeling from just your emotions. Because an em- emotions play a big role in how we feel. And sometimes if you're always relying on your emotions, you make so many mistakes. 
So you have to make sure that you rely on God's emotions, which is His Holy Spirit. Because the way God feels is how the Holy Spirit feels. And, and the way the Holy Spirit feels is always perfect. So you always have to make sure that you rely on God's emotions and how God feels. And you do everything according to how God feels, not how you feel. Because, you know, if you follow man, man will, if you just follow, like, your, your flesh will lead you to death. Yes, brothers and sisters, it's very, very important that you all do this, you all humble yourselves, and you all prepare your spirits. You're all, you're all ready, covered up in the armor of God, because our Lord is coming very, very soon, brothers and sisters. We don't know the day or the hour, but all we know is that it's our job to be ready. We know that we're supposed to be ready. That's what we're supposed to do. When God created us, God created us to please Him. And in this time, what God has told us to do so that we please Him is to be ready for His coming, because He is coming. He is coming. He's coming very, very soon. So just be ready, brothers and sisters. You don't know when, but you know that He's coming. So please keep getting ready. Keep getting ready at all times. All the time. Keep getting ready. Yes, brothers and sisters, I'm going to go on to continue. Um, but before I continue, I just feel in my heart right now led to pray, pray, to pray repentance. I feel in my heart that the Holy Spirit would like all of us to just repent before Him. Just all of us, I encourage all of you to just deeply open up your heart and just repent. Just repent. Speak to the Lord. The Lord hears you. Remember, you know, the Lord is God. He's everywhere. The Holy Spirit, He's, every, he's everywhere. He hears you. The Lord knows what you're saying. Even when you don't even, even when you doubt or even don't even have faith in Him, He hears everything you say. So it's best to just have faith and believe in Him because whether you like it or not, the Lord knows everything. He knows what you're saying. Even when you think He doesn't, He still knows. So he hears you. So just have faith because faith is it's and it's easier. I mean, it's better to have faith. I mean, it's better to have faith. And you know, it's just believe in him because he hears you. He, you know that he knows everything you're doing. That's why sometimes you get convicted because you know that he knows what you have done. So it's just easier to just have faith and believe in him, and allow him to just work in you. Because always let me know he wants to change people so that he can use them. He wants to use people, but he wants to change them first. Because, because you know, God. If God wants to use you, then you know you have to be made different from the way you are now. You have to be made in the image of God. You have to allow yourself to become like Jesus, so that God could use you. Because if there's sin in you, then the sin in you will be fighting God when God is trying to use you. Because sin goes against God. Because if you, the sin in you will stop, will, will will fight God. Because when God wants you to do something, the sin in you will say, No, don't do what God wants. Do what I want. Do what sin wants. And because of that, you have to surrender and let God do His work through you. You have to let the Holy Spirit speak His truth to, through you. So that's why you have to surrender to God and reject all sin at all times, all the day, every day, every minute, as much as you can. Repent of all sin. So right now in my heart, I feel led to pray a prayer of repentance. So brothers and sisters, we're all going to pray a prayer of repentance. This might be for a while because I want all of you to truly, from the bottom of your heart, God is here and He's listening He's listening. God is hearing your heart because, you know, the Bible says, you know, the, the, the presence of God is everywhere. God is everywhere. His presence. The, word, the Bible teaches that God is everywhere and He knows everything. Because when the Holy Spirit came upon the earth, the Holy Spirit, he, He's here on earth with us. He's here. And the Bible says this, that if you speak and if you believe in the name of Jesus, then you, you will receive what you pray for. So if you pray for repentance, and if you, if you pray for repentance and you believe, you will re you will receive forgiveness if you repent and you believe you will receive forgiveness. So repent, okay? Right now, just repent from the bottom of your heart. Repent and just 
tell God if just just repent. I'm just going to give about just about maybe five minutes or or ten. I'm not sure how, but however the Holy Spirit leads, we're going to best pray and cry out to God to take our sins away because because you need to be ready because no one knows the day or the hour because if God was to let something happen, let's say if you were to pass away or if God just came, would you be ready to see God? Would you be ready to stand before God or would you be ready to go to hell? You have to be ready. Very important thing that you're ready. It's a very important thing that you're ready. So just repent right now so that you're ready. So that if God was to come, you'd have repented of all your sins and you've given everything to God so that you would be ready. Repentance is key. Those who let me know, it's very important. So we're going to spend time repenting because that's how important it is to the Holy Spirit that we always come back. Repent. No matter what sin you commit, don't think it's too late. Don't think that, God, you're going to be condemned in the fire. No. As long as you have the breath of life here on earth, it's not too late to repent. You can always repent. Just always repent and ask God to forgive you no matter what sin you've committed. Ask God to forgive you. So we're going to repent right now. Just repent. 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 Oh, Father God, forgive us of our sins, Father God. Oh, Father God, we know that what you care about is that is that we turn from our wicked ways because you know that we will make mistakes. But you don't want us to make mistakes. Help us to try not to make mistakes. But Father God, in the event where we make mistakes, please forgive us, Father, of all the mistakes that we've ever committed. Father God, in our lives, Father God, even in our dreams, in, in the spirit, in whatever way that we have sinned, or Father God, or even our brothers and sisters have sinned, or our family members have sinned, or whatever sin that is on us, or whatever struggle that is on us. Yes, Father, forgive us. Yes, right now, I feel like in my heart that, right now, the Holy Spirit just let me understand that sometimes, like, Right now, I just feel in my heart that right now, um, a lot of a lot of struggle, you know, sin brings a lot of curses. Like sin will bring curse and disease and sickness and eventually death when sin is fully grown in someone. But I was I was just bringing. I just felt like a lot of people are going through things, a lot of struggles, and it's because of sin. Sometimes it's also because of generational curses and generational sins. And right now, I just feel in my heart too that the Lord wants us to repent. But the Lord, I don't know, I just, I, just, I just feel it right now, that let's pray also to ask the Lord to break generational curses, to break generational sins. Because sometimes generational sins and generational errors will bring generational curses on people. And right now people are struggling because of generational curses and generational sins. Some diseases or some struggles you have, it's not, it's, it's not because God, it's, it's not because of really you, it's because of it's because of generational curses, because of your generation that you're in. And, you know, when you become born again, you're under the generation of Jesus. Like, you come, it's like you're, you know, God saves you from, you know, your family and you're brought into that you're adopted into the family of Christ. So, no generational curse has power over you right now. Because God has given you power over that generational curse. So, it's up to you to break it right now. So, God has given you that power. So, God wants you to break it. So, right now, God wants us to act for repentance, but God also in my heart, I feel God wants to break generational curses. A lot of struggling that people go through, it's because of their generation that they're in. And it's that, and it's that sometimes people have accepted them. So that's why they struggle. So right now, let's pray against generational curses because God wants to set people free. So break the generational curse. Remove the generational curse. And also this, pray and receive the generational blessing because because there's a blessing that God gives for his children in their generation. You know, there's a blessing that, you know, God wants to give you in the generation that you're in. 
you know, and from like there's a blessing that you know that God gave Abraham. That is, they that that carries on from generation to generation, and there's a blessing that God wants you to receive. But sometimes because of curses, that generational curses, sometimes it's hard for you to receive blessings, generational um, generational blessings. So we're gonna pray. We're gonna repent first, and then after we're gonna pray against generational curses, and then after the curses God removes, then please have faith because. For God to break generational curse, it's absolutely nothing for him. God can easily break generational curse. You don't need to understand how God does it. Like, I want all of you to have that mentality. You don't need to understand God because God's ways are so high. If you were to explain, if God was to explain some things to you right now, you wouldn't even understand because it's too great for a capacity. So just know that God is so great, you can't even understand him. And, and just have faith in him. Learn to have faith. Don't always want explanation. A lot of people want that, and they have to repent. A lot of people always want to understand, how does God do this? Don't do that. Please don't. Because when you do that, you realize that you, you, you become very doubtful, and you'll be filled with a lot of unbelief, and then pride comes in, and then you are going to hell if you don't repent. So don't desire to know how God does things. Just believe that what God said is true. And when you believe... God will begin to show you because when you believe you accept Jesus and then God will begin to show you. But let's go back to to the repenting. So right now we're going to repent and then pray to break off generational curses and then ask God to pour generational blessings into us. And ask God to even pour out new blessings into our families and into our generations. Ask God to pour out new new blessings into our lives, into into our families right now because God could do abundantly, you know, above anything that you could ever ask for anything. That's how great God is. It doesn't matter what you've been through. God is an amazing God. You don't need to understand. You just need to believe and have faith. So we're going to pray right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we all humbly come before you. Father God, I pray that you forgive all of us, I and my brothers and all my sisters. We repent. Oh God, in this time of repentance, Father God, we repent of every sin that we've committed. Oh God, forgive us of all of our sins, oh God. Yes, repent to God. Ask God to forgive you of every sin. Father God, forgive us of every sin, oh Lord Jesus. The sins that we've committed that we know of and the sins that we've committed that we don't even know of. Oh God, forgive us of our sins right now, oh Lord Jesus. We repent. Oh Father God, let your blood come down and let it wash all sins away. Oh, God, let it come down and let it wash all iniquities away. Oh, God, we repent, Father God. We repent, Father God. We repent of every sin. Oh, Lord, forgive us, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, forgive us, forgive us. We repent, oh, Lord. Forgive us, forgive us, oh, God. Cleanse our hearts, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, we repent, oh, Lord. Wash all of us with your blood. Oh, God, I thank you for forgiving us. I thank you for washing our sins away. Oh, Lord, I thank you so much for forgiving us. Oh, God, forgive us. Oh, God, forgive us. We turn away from our sins. God, we turn away from our wicked ways. God, we turn away from our iniquities. Oh, God, we turn away from everything that we've committed. We turn away from pride. Oh, Father God, forgive us for unbelief. Oh, God, forgive us for, for, for doubt. Father God, forgive us for greed. Forgive us for selfishness, God. Oh, God, forgive us for fear. Forgive us for unrighteousness. Father God, forgive us for all of our sin. Oh, Lord, forgive us, Father God, for believing in the lies of the enemy. Oh, Father God, forgive us for rejecting you. Father God, forgive us for hating a brother or sister. Forgive us, Father God, for not accepting the truth. Father God, forgive us for, forgive us for being wicked. Forgive us for being doubtful. Father God, forgive us for being fearful. Oh, God, forgive us for being unrighteous. Oh, God, forgive us for being disobedient. Oh, God, forgive us for being prideful. Jesus, forgive us for, for our sins. Oh, God, forgive us for our disobedience. 
obedience. Forgive us for our disobedience, Father. Forgive us for our unrighteousness. Oh, Lord, forgive us. Oh, Jesus, we repent. Oh, Jesus, I humbly come before I repent of all of my sins. Oh, Jesus, wash me with your blood. Oh, Jesus, wash all my sins away. I repent of all my sins, oh, God. Oh, God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, you'd cleanse all of us, that there be no sin in us. Forgive all of us right now. Oh, God, I know that you're a God that hears us right now. Father, forgive us of our sins right now. Oh, Jesus, we repent. Oh, Jesus, we repent. We repent of our sins. Oh, Jesus, forgive us. Oh, Jesus, cleanse us, oh, God. In Jesus' name, we pray things in Amen. When I was praying, this came to me right now. When I was praying just now, I heard the word, the spirit of repentance. I heard that right now as I was praying. So this is what I believe. I, I, this is what I believe. I, I, I feel in my heart. Let's pray for God to give us the spirit of repentance, the spirit of repentance, the spirit of humility. And I feel like it's it's the spirit of God that will let you will make you so humble that you always repent. It's a spirit. There's a spirit of repentance. It's like a spirit. It's like a mantle. When you receive the spirit of repentance, you realize that you'll constantly be in repentance nonstop. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit that will allow you to repent. And when you let the Holy Spirit pour into that spirit of repentance, you will realize it's going to be like a gift. It's going to be like almost like a gift of repentance. You realize that you will never stop repenting. You'll always repent nonstop. Like, you'll repent every day, every hour, every minute. You will always repent without stopping. And I feel in my heart right now that the Lord wants us to pray and to receive this spirit. Wants us to pray for and to receive the spirit of repentance. So, brothers and sisters, let's pray right now. That God will pour out the spirit of repentance into our hearts, into our souls, and into our spirits right now. Let's pray for the spirit of repentance right now, brothers and sisters. Let's let's pray for that spirit of repentance. Father God, in Jesus' name, we humbly come before you. Father God, we pray for the spirit of repentance. Oh, Father God, pour into us the spirit of repentance, Father God. Help us to know, Father God, when we've committed sin so that we repent. Oh, Father God, pour into our hearts the spirit of repentance. Oh, Father God, we receive the spirit of repentance in Jesus' name. Father God, help us to always repent no matter what we do. Oh, Father God, help us to turn away from our sins no matter where we go. Oh, Father God, we receive the spirit of repentance. Jesus, help us to repent. Help us to repent. Give us the spirit of repentance. Rabahazito, rebohoshite, rebesita. Oh God, forgive us of our sins. Oh God, forgive us of our sins. Oh Jesus, we repent of our sins. Oh God, forgive us of every iniquity. Oh God, change us, change us. Oh, change us, God. Turn us, Father God, from wickedness into righteousness. Turn us, Father God, from darkness, Father God. From darkness into light, Father God. From sin into your glory. Oh Father God, from hopelessness, Father God, into hope. Oh Father God, from faithlessness into faith, Father God. Oh, from weakness into your strength and into your power. Oh, Father God, we repent of our sins. Oh God, we turn away from all that we have said and done that is not of you. Help us to know all that all that you want us to do. Oh God, we repent. Oh, Father God, we repent. Oh God, pour out your spirit of repentance upon us. Oh God, Jesus, I know that you hear you hear our prayers. Jesus, forgive us. Oh God, forgive us of our sins. Oh Jesus, we repent. Oh Jesus, forgive us. Take our sins away from us, Father God. Forgive us of our sins in Jesus' name. We pray thanksgiving. Amen. And brothers, I feel in my heart that the Lord hears all that we're praying. Because the Lord, I can feel in my heart that the Lord is letting me know He hears our repentance. He hears our prayers. So just right now, pray to God because God hears you. He's going to answer. Pray to God right now, okay? God hears your prayers. He will answer. And I feel in my heart right now that the Lord also, because when I was praying, what came to my spirit, or what came into my mind was that to also pray that the sins that we, we made, the mistakes we made, we never make them again. Because that's the main key about repentance. With, with repentance, when you repent, God doesn't want you to go back into your sin. 
Because then what's the point of repenting if you're just going to go back into your sin? No. God wants you to repent because He wants you to change for the better forever. God wants you to turn away from your wicked ways and become good forever and ever. Okay? Because God wants you to change forever. He He never wants you to go to hell. So He wants you to be good for all eternity. So right now pray that, let's all pray that with all the sins and the mistakes that we've made, that we never repeat them again. That with the sins that we've committed, we don't commit those sins again. Because then if you're committing those sins again, then what's the point? You're going back to hell. Because if you commit those sins, you're going back to hell. So then what's the point of coming out of hell? What's the point of repenting if you're just going to go back into sin? So God wants you to repent and never to go back to your sins again. That's what God wants. So let's pray right now that God will help us so that we never go back into our sins again. So let's all pray that right now. That God will change our minds, will change our spirits, will help us so that we never sin ever again. Father God, in Jesus' name I pray that you would change our minds and our spirits, Father God. Help us, Father God. Help us to turn away from our sins. Help us to never sin again. Oh, Father God, these sins that we're repenting of, Father God, let us not do them again. Father God, whether they be they, they, they be sexual immorality, whether they be fear, whether they be pride, whether they be selfishness, whether whether they be the spirit of controlling things or controlling people, whether it be the Jezebel spirit, spirit of and spirit of sexual immorality, spirit of fear, spirit of pride, spirit of homosexuality, spirit of 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 abortion spirit of spirit of fear spirit of 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 disobedience spirit of disrespectfulness spirit of worldliness oh spirit of of unrighteousness spirit of disobedience spirit of idolatry spirit of rebellion father god whatever spirit that it is father god even if you've not mentioned that father god i pray that you will help us to never do these sins again change us forever and ever father god because we always want to be in your presence forever and ever father god we don't want to be like dogs that return to their vomit we don't want to sin and to go back to our sin but father god we want to remain holy forever and ever so jesus make us holy forever and ever. Oh, change our ways, oh God. Help us to turn away from our wicked ways forever and ever. Oh God, change us forever and ever. In the name of Jesus Christ, change us. Oh Jesus, change our hearts. Oh Jesus, change our minds. Oh Jesus, change our spirits, oh God. Let us turn away from our sins and our iniquities and help us to never go back. Help us to never go back to our wicked ways, oh God. Help us, oh Jesus. Oh Jesus, help us. Oh Jesus, help us, help us. As we're praying, brothers and sisters, I can hear in my spirit right now. I can hear the Holy Spirit saying, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. I can hear a voice telling me, I'll help you. Please go to Jesus. Jesus will help you. Please go to Jesus. Jesus is the only one that can help you. And He will help you if you go to Him. It doesn't matter what you, what, what you see or think. Just have faith in Jesus. Please believe in Jesus. He's the only one that saves. And help your brothers and sisters and your family members that don't believe in Jesus. Let them believe because only Jesus saves. Jesus, you're the only one that can save us. So please, save us. Help us not to go back into our sins. Help us not to be like dogs that return to our vomit. Then if we do this, then what's the point of repenting if we're just going to go back to sin? Because because then, Father God, then it means that we're, we're destroying your work that you're doing in us. Because, Father God, your word even fur- goes further to explain that if you reject this grave, this, this grace, this grace that wants to save us, well, Father, forgive me of my sins. If you reject the grace that wants to save us, then there's no other grace to save us. The only grace to save us is Jesus. So if you're rejecting Jesus, there's no one else that could save you. If you think something else can save you, then it's you're being deceived. You're going to hell. Because apart from Jesus, you're going straight to hell. If you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to hell. So please believe in Jesus so that you don't go to hell. Because hell is a place that you never want to be. Hell is a place that you can't even breathe. It's horrible. There's so many testimonies of hell. It's an awful place. You can't breathe. It's just awful. It's really bad. You don't want to be there. 
you don't want to be there. Even showing people hell in visions is just sometimes overwhelming for people to even take some time. Because I know someone that was just given, was shown hell just in a vision at night. And she couldn't even take it. She didn't even want to, she didn't want to see the vision anymore. Because just the vision of just hell is just sometimes overpowering because it's so horrible hell. Sometimes people don't want to just even see it. So if you don't want to see hell, then please be righteous. Because when, you, because when you say you don't want to see hell, and then you're sinning, the Bible calls you a hypocrite. You're not true. You're being, you're being a hypocrite because you're saying that you don't want to see hell, but you're committing sin. You're not repenting. Then it means you're going to surely go to hell if you're a hypocrite. Because even Satan says to his demons that for the, those that are hypocrites, don't bother even attacking them because Satan already knows that they're, going, they're coming to hell. So Satan doesn't even bother to waste his energy to even say, oh, demon, attack this hypocrite. No, because hypocrites go to hell. So when you do that, you're being a hypocrite. So please, don't be hypocritical. Don't be a hypocrite because, because hypocrites end up in hell. Because when you say something and you know what is right and you're, you're saying, oh, this, this, that, and then you're doing opposite, you're a hypocrite. Hypocrites end up in hell. So make sure that you, you do all you can to live a truthful life and always repent. And please, always know that. Be humble because God knows that we all make mistakes. And just God wants you to have a repentant heart. God wants you to come to him. Go to God every day, every hour, every minute. Because God knows that you make mistakes. He knows it. So don't hide your mistakes from God. Don't think, don't hide your, yourself from God. You can't hide from God. Don't hide it because then you're just prolonging the time of your torment. Because the more you're hiding, the more you're letting Satan work in your life. And you're increasing the chance of you going to hell. So don't hide your sins. The moment you sin, quickly run to God and repent. God knows that we all sin. Not a single one of us is perfect right now because we're all trying to be perfect. You know, because, because right now the Bible, the Bible says that what is corruptible right now and corruptible will become incorruptible, will become perfect. God will be the one to make us perfect. But right now we have to try our best to believe in Him and do what we can with what we have. And then when the time comes, we'll be changed and be rewarded. But right now have faith in God and do all you can to be made perfect and trust in God. Believe in Him. Repent. Please repent. 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 Time is up, my brothers and sisters. Please. Time is finished. I don't have any idea how much time is left, but all I know is this, that the Word of God is true. Jesus is coming soon. And because He's coming soon, it's true He's coming soon. No one knows the day or the hour, but all we know is that, that time is up. Because the Holy Spirit will show you this, that He's coming very soon, He's coming very quickly, so prepare. So we know this, that He's coming soon. We don't have time. Prepare. Prepare, prepare, because we don't know when He's coming time is up prepare your heart prepare your mind to receive more and more of God and to be saved and to go home because you don't want to be left behind you don't want to be left behind so repent brothers and sisters keep repenting let's continue to repent Father God please help us help us not to commit these mistakes again forgive us of our sins because repentance is important sometimes if you can repent for one hour thank God because sometimes when you repent you think you're done repenting but no you're not there's so much sin in us that we need to repent of that we need the Holy Spirit to even show us that it's sin. Because there's a lot of things that we do that I think are okay. But because remember, you're not perfect. So there's things that are in you that are wrong. So never think that, right? Never think that, don't, never be prideful. Just always know that you're nothing and, you know, you're saved by grace. And be humble and always love people. Be humble before God and, you know, trust in God and do what God tells you. Don't be prideful. Don't think, well, you're perfect. You know this or you know this better than this. And, and don't, you know, treat people in, in bad ways or prideful ways. Be loving to everyone and, you know, trust in God and give your heart to God.
and let God do His work through you because He's coming soon. He's coming for those that are true to Him. He's coming very soon. So, brothers and sisters, be ready. Prepare. Prepare. Be ready. No one knows the day or the hour, but we know that it's soon. So, brothers, please keep preparing. Keep preparing every single day and keep repenting. Repenting so that God will take your sins away from you because there are sins that you do. Like, there are sins that you do because there's times when the Holy Spirit would show me. Sometimes I would I would pray. I would pray for so long. I would pray for, like, weeks. I would I'll just stay with God and I would just repent and pray, repent and pray, repent and pray. I'll do this for so long. And then I would ask God to show me, let's say, how clean my spirit was. And God would show me how clean my spirit was. And, and I would see that, that my spirit was, was not as clean as I thought it was at all. Because sometimes we repent and then we think, oh, we finished repenting. We're so clean now. But I tell you, there's so much sin in this hidden in this human flesh that we need God to keep showing us so that we repent every day. Every day. Because there's things in you that are wrong that you don't even know yet. But God doesn't like it. But So God wants to remove it, but you have to allow Him to remove these things so that you can be changed and you can come home. So please, brothers and sisters, allow God to change you. Only He could change you because only He has the power to save. No one else has the power to save except Jesus. So brothers, please keep repenting. And, and, and right now we're going to go on to the, to the generational curses. Let's pray right now. Let's ask God to break every generational curse. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray that you'd break every generational curse on the life of any one of my brothers or any one of my sisters. Father God, break every generational curse right now. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the works of Satan. I bind the works of every demon. I break the curse and the power of Satan over the lives of any one of your children. I command all demons to leave and to depart from the lives of the children of God. I break every generational curse right now in the name and blood of Jesus. Every power of Satan, every curse, all evil that is over the lives of any one of the any one of God's people are not commanded to be broken. Oh Father God, break every generational curse. Oh Jesus, break every generational curse. Because Father God, in your name, in your name, all power belongs. Oh Father God, I pray that right now in the name of Jesus that you would please break every generational curse in the lives of anyone that is listening. I break it off of them, Father, because they are now new, Father God. They are in your heritage, Father God. They're they are Father God, they've been made priests, Father God. Lord Jesus, they're in a royal priesthood, Father God, the holy nation. They've been adopted. Father God, it's a family of Christ. Everything has been made to They're not in their family generation anymore. They're under the new generation of Jesus Christ. A new a new heavenly lineage of Jesus, of, of the inheritance of, of Jesus Christ. Oh, Father God, I pray that right now in the name of Jesus, that you'd break the power of sin and curse over the lives of your children. In the name of Jesus, I break every generational curse off of anyone that is blessing right now. Oh, I declare in the name of Jesus, the generational curses are broken off of my brother brothers and sisters, oh God, break them right now. Oh God, deliver them right now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, break every generational curse from the lives of all those that are listening right now. Oh God, save them. Oh God, riba, riba, robo, bose, rebebe, shata, rebose, rekemande, rebosa, harrakabaye, remeshita, raba, usito, remo, rikamande, rebaba, rima, hosa, itari, itari, zito, lika, uzudu, jikidam, zivibiki, zitu, jahika, zitejam. Oh Father God, break, Father God, break, break, break right now. Oh, Father God, destroy and tear down right now every generational curse, every power of Satan. Oh, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, 
scatter all the works of Satan, the curses and the chains and the lives of all my brothers and sisters. I rebuke it out of their lives. I knock it out with the power and the blood of Jesus. Oh, for God, they were bought by your price, oh Lord. You bought them, oh Lord. You bought them and that you set them free, Father God, from sin and death and hell. That hell should have no power over them. That no curse should have no power over them. Oh, Holy Spirit, right now, we'll go into their lives and break their chains, Lord, right now. Oh, God, set your people free right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, pour out your spirit of deliverance over them, Lord, now. Oh, Father, let your will be done in all of your people, oh God. Oh, God, pour out your spirit, oh Lord. I pray that you will set your spirit free, oh Lord. Oh, Father God, you set people free by your spirit, oh Lord, because, Father God, where your spirit is, there is freedom and there is liberation. Oh, Jesus, set your children free, oh God, right now. Oh, set them free, oh Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I just heard the voice of the Lord telling me that He's going to set them free. God's going to set all of you free that believe. Please believe because it's faith, okay? God works through faith. Faith pleases God. Faith attracts God to you. When you have faith, God gets attracted to you. When you have faith, God comes down to you in a mighty way. So have faith so that all your, every generational curse will be broken. Because if you don't like your faith, if you, do, if you don't like, I mean not the faith, if you don't like the curses or your struggles, then have faith in God. God will come to you because where God is, darkness disappears. So have faith in God so that those generational curses will be broken. Father God, break them all off of them and set them free. And Father God, right now, we're going to go ahead and continue. And we're going to pray, as I said earlier, for generational blessings and, and blessings to be released. And open your heart, receive the blessing, because God will pour out blessings. Just believe and receive, because God said if you ask, okay, you will receive. If you believe. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray that, Father God, you will pour out blessings. Blessings upon my brothers and sisters. In the name of Jesus, blessings of provision. Blessings, spiritual blessings, physical blessings, emotional blessings, Father God. Blessings in all forms and in all kinds. Release those blessings upon my brothers and sisters right now. Oh, Father God, bless my brothers and sisters right now. Oh, God, pour your blessings upon them right now. In Jesus' name, bless them, oh God, bless them, oh God, bless them. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Bless them, oh Holy Spirit, oh Lord, bless them right now. Oh, bless them right now, Father God, bless them right now. Oh, bless them, spiritual blessings, anointing upon them in Jesus' name. I pray to you, amen. Yes, brothers and sisters, I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit tell me that I will bless them. He said, I'll bless them. Jesus said, he's going to bless you. But see, Father, I release those blessings in Jesus' name, Father God. I release them. Yes, he's already released them. So receive the blessings of Lord. We receive them, Father, in Jesus' name. Make everything new. And right now, yes. I also want to pray right now for all those that want to have encounters with God, those that want to see the Holy Spirit, those that want to see Jesus, those that want to be taken to heaven, those that want to have the Lord revealed to them. Like all those of you that are listening, that want to have encounters with God, those of you that want to visit heaven, those of you that want to have encounters, supernatural encounters with God, I want to, I want to pray that for all of us right now. I want to pray that right now. Those of you that want to see more of heaven, more of, more of Jesus, more of God's, more of God's wonders in heaven, and and more of God's beautiful things He's done, the supernatural things. I'm going to pray that right now. Father God, I pray that right now, 
that you'd help my brothers to open up their faith. Father God, open up their spirits. Father God, to you, Father God, open. I pray that in Jesus' name, open up the heavens. Oh, Father God, touch them. Let them have supernatural encounters with you. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, Father God, I pray that you let them have dreams. Oh, God, speak to them. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, let them have encounters with you. Let my brothers and let my sisters, let them have encounters with you. Oh, Father God, let them have encounters with you in Jesus' name. Oh, God, reveal your Yourself to them in Jesus' name. Oh Jesus, take them to heaven out of their bodies. Let them have encounters with you. Oh Father God, let them have encounters with you in Jesus' name. Oh Father God, let many of them be taken to heaven. Let them be taken out of their body into the spirit. Oh God, let them be given dreams and visions and revelations. Oh God, let them have encounters with you, oh Lord. Oh Father, let them have encounters with you, O God. Reveal yourself to them in great and mighty ways, Holy Spirit. I just heard, I'll reveal myself to them. Holy Spirit, I felt, I just heard the Holy Spirit, I'll reveal myself to them. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to your people. Father God, reveal yourself to your people. Oh Jesus, reveal yourself to them. Oh Jesus, those that want to know, those that call out unto you, reveal yourself to them, oh God. Oh God, pour revelations, dreams and visions. Oh God, supernatural encounter, encounters upon the lost. Upon many, Father God, pour your spirit. Yes, the Lord, I felt the Lord tell me that he's going to pour out his spirit. Oh, Father God, pour out your spirit upon my brothers and my sisters. Let them know you, O oh God. Give them revelations of you, Jesus. Let them understand you. Father God, let them know you more and more. Pull them closer and closer to you. More revelation of your word, more understanding of your spirit. More of your presence in them, more of your anointing upon their lives. Oh, Jesus, more and more of you upon my sisters and my brothers' lives. I pray, Father God, that you would use them. You would use them. You would use them today. Review yourself to them, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, brothers and sisters, as I was praying, I was feeling in my heart that the Lord is letting me understand. There is so much that he has in heaven that he wants to show you. Like, I was praying, I was praying, I felt like the host, was, the host would let me understand this, that there's so many things in heaven that God wants you people to come to see. Like, He wants to reveal, you know, He wants to show you great and mighty, because the Bible says, you know, in Jeremiah 33, 3, call upon me and I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not know. So the Lord wants to show you great and mighty things that you don't know. So many questions you have, the Lord wants to answer. But, you know, sometimes you, your spirit has to be ready. Sometimes it's like you have to be in a place with God. Sometimes, you know, the Lord wants to take you to a place. But, you know, sometimes you have to ask. You know, the Lord wants you to ask. The Lord wants you to pray and fast. And He will show you these things. You know, it says, call upon me. The Lord wants you to call upon Him. So call upon Him. And don't stop calling upon Him until you get what you want. Like, you have to fight. Like, sometimes the Lord, wants you, the Lord wants to see how much you're really desperate for what you, you are asking for. So, sometimes, you know, the Lord, because remember, that, you know, the Bible says that when you ask, you, you if you believe, you receive. Remember the story of, um, remember, the, remember the story, yes, brothers, remember the story of the woman, you know, that got, that got healed, the woman that had the, the bleeding issue, that got healed because, you know, he touched Jesus. You know, he touched a hem and believed. 
and she believed. That's how God wants you to be. God wants you to go after. He wants you to go after him. God wants you to like come after him. God wants you to chase him. That's how God wants. God wants you to like run after him and to go after him, to chase him, to to want more of him. God wants you to desire and to run after him for more of him. God wants you to chase him. He wants you to run after him. And he wants you to believe and have faith. Because when you believe and have faith and you run after God, you will receive. If you believe, you will receive. And that's what God wants. God wants you to go after him in faith. With all your heart, he wants you to chase him in faith. So do that. Chase God. Run after God. Go after God in faith. And fight for whatever you want. If you want that supernatural experience, fight for it. But God will let you know he wants to give it. God wants to give it. I was feeling my heart that God wants because because these encounters, when people have them, they get changed by God. And sometimes God gives them messages to even bring to his people. And sometimes for so many of you, God wants to give you messages to give to his people. Because remember, God wants to use us. So he wants to give us he wants to fill our mouths with his word so that we could speak his word. So so desire this. Pray. And the more you pray, the more you get from God. It's like the more you seek God, the more you get more of the Holy Spirit, the more you're able to do more. So it's very important that your relationship with God is is kept strong. So we're going to pray again that the Lord will prepare all of your hearts, all of our hearts and our spirits to receive more of Him in supernatural encounters. So we're going to pray this. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you bless all of my brothers and my sisters with more and more supernatural encounters with you, O God. Father God, you're a God that seeks to reveal. Father God, you're a God that has so much to reveal. And Father God, I pray that you reveal all these things to my brothers and all my sisters. That you'll pour out your anointing, your supernatural presence, or your power, the power of your Holy Spirit upon them right now. In Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, give them revelations of you. Pour out your spirit upon them. Let them know you. Let them understand you. Pour your anointing upon them. Pour out, Father God, your spirit upon them. Let them know you. Let them understand you. Let them become what you want them to be, Father God. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Pour out more and more of your spirit upon them. And Father God, give them encounters with you. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, brothers and sisters. Um, the next part I'm going sh- to talk about is, 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 is about righteousness. And then I'm going to share the dreams I had. Because today, when I, was, I asked the Lord what he wanted me to share, the first word that came to my mind was righteousness. So what the Lord wants us to do is he wants us to live a righteous life. You know, he wants us to live a righteous life. It's very important to the Lord that we're, we're, we live a righteous life because, you know, the, the Bible says in Proverbs twenty one twenty one, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. It's like that. Whoever pursues righteousness, the righteousness of God, and pursues love, you will find life and prosperity and honor. So meaning, if, if you seek the Lord, if you seek the Lord the way He wants you to seek Him, if you live a life where you reject sin and, you know, you accept, you know, because, you know, we're not righteous by our own deeds. Our righteousness is like a filthy rag before God. But righteousness means that you accept Jesus because Jesus, He's the only one that was righteous. Not one of us is righteous. Only Jesus. But when you learn to accept Jesus, when you learn to accept the righteousness of Jesus, 
He makes you righteous. You accept His righteousness. And you allow Him to teach you how to love. You let the love of God fill your heart. You live a life that is filled with God's love. You will find life, meaning you will find truth and eternity. Because remember, the Bible says that, you know, the devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy. And I have come that you might that you will have life and have it abundantly. Jesus is the one that gives life. He's the only one that has life because he's the only way, the truth, and the life, and the light. He's the only, he's the only, he, you know, he's the only one that can give you life. He's the only way that is light. It's like God wants you to have li- God wants you to have life because if you don't have life, you have death. If you have death, you're going to hell. So if you're righteous, if you live a righteous life, you will find Jesus because Jesus is the only one that is righteous. So if you found righteousness, which is Jesus, then it means you found life, which is Jesus. And then when you find this, you find prosperity and honor. Because when you find Jesus, Jesus is the only way to the Father. And when, you, when your time here is up, you go to heaven. Through Jesus, you go to heaven. And it's, you make it to prosperity. It's like you are, God, because in heaven there's prosperity. Because when you read the Bible, it talks about how Jesus is preparing a place for us in, in heaven. And, the, and you know, Jesus is preparing prosperity for us in heaven. Because what Jesus wants for us is to prosper in heaven. And he wants us to prosper on earth too, but where Jesus really wants us to focus on prospering is in heaven. Because on earth, sometimes when people focus on prospering, I mean, on prospering um, on earth, they end up, they usually end up in hell. Let me explain. It's not a bad thing, but sometimes people lose balance. Because people always focus so much on prospering on earth that all they want, all they begin to desire so much is money. I know how the Bible says money is the root of all evil. It's like a lot of people desire money. And and when you end up desiring so much money and wanting to prosper so much with wealth and money and cars, you end up losing focus on God because you can't serve two masters. You can't focus on prosperity and focus on Jesus because you cause when you focus on Jesus, you don't focus on Jesus because you want Jesus to make you prosperous. You focus on Jesus because you love Jesus and you want Jesus to save you and you want Jesus to... You want Jesus, to, you you want Jesus to be pleased with you because remember, I mean, G- being prosperous, okay, it's like what we get when you come into Jesus, but it's like when you when you follow Jesus, I mean, it's it's like it's because uh, let me let me let me let me rephrase my let me explain it better. It's like when you come to Jesus, it's I mean, a lot of people go to Jesus because they want prosperity, because you know they want money and they want wealth, they want all these things, they want all the good things of life. I mean, these things are things that God will give you when you come to him. And if when you read the Bible, God blessed his servants like Solomon and David. He blessed them with a lot of, you know, world world you know, wealth, like worldly like prosperity. He blessed them with that. But when you read the Bible, it teaches that that is not really the prosperity that God wants for us. The prosperity that God wants for us is the prosperity of our soul. So when you come to Jesus, it's because you want to prosper really in your soul, not like prosperity as in Having all the money in the world, no, because if you gain the world and you lose your, it's not worth it to lose your own soul and to gain the whole world. It's not worth it. So I want all of you to understand this. That I, I want you to understand because it's sort of, yeah, it's a little, um, it's a little, um, um, it's a, like a big topic talking about prosperity. Jesus wants you because the Bible says here, and I'm, I'm, it says here, whoever pursues righteousness and and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. The prosperity he's talking about is, uh, is like a spiritual prosperity because that's what God desires of us. He wants your spirit to prosper because when your spirit prospers, like when your soul prospers, 
physically and spiritually, you always prosper in every way. Because because you can prosper physically and yet spiritually your soul is in torment. That's not a prosperity that Jesus wants for anyone. Because remember, Jesus said, store up your treasures in heaven. So it means, like, the prosperity that you get, Jesus wants you to store it up in heaven. I mean, God wants you to store, he doesn't want you to really suffer on earth. But he, because for some people, God will let them live a prosperous life on earth. Like David, God blessed David. God made David king. David lived a prosperous life on earth and it was God's will for David. So I'm not saying it's bad to live a prosperous life on earth. But um, I want you to know that it should not be your focus. Your focus is to exalt God. It was like when you come into Jesus, you need to come into Jesus so that you want so that you want to be saved and you want to please Jesus, you want to glorify Jesus. You shouldn't really come to Jesus because you want money, you want cars. I mean, I mean, you still come to Jesus though. God will show you the truth. But when you worship Jesus, don't focus on the money and the things of the world because a lot of people, when they come to Jesus, all they want is the wealth. They just want money, 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 money. But remember. God wants to save your soul before he gives you money because God could give you money, but you know sometimes money could destroy you because if you're given so much wealth, it could make you a sinner because you could end up becoming greedy and selfish. So what God wants for you is like, God wants you to prosper, but I want you to understand this, that it's a spiritual prosperity that he wants. He wants your soul to have the spirit of life. He wants your, your soul to be righteous. He wants you to be holy. He wants you to be filled with his Holy Spirit. That's the prosperity that God wants. Because when your soul prospers, your your physical will prosper. Your your physical life will prosper. You'll prosper on earth and you'll prosper in heaven. Because the life of prosperity doesn't necessarily mean it's like prosperity is not how you live physically. It's it's more of your spirit. That is true prosperity. Because what is prosperity that you will experience? Because some people will just experience like let's say physical wealthy prosperity here on earth for just a while, and then. Let's say after a few year, a few years, because they focus so much on money, they f- forget Jesus. If that person ends up in hell, then what was the prosperity that they enjoyed just a few years? Because a few years is nothing compared to eternity. So the prosperity that God wants you to receive is not earthly prosperity; it's spiritual, heavenly prosperity. That's why God says that He's preparing a place for us in heaven. Did He say He's preparing a place for us here on earth? No. When I say God, I mean Jesus. J- Jesus said He's preparing a place for us. In heaven, not here on earth. Because Jesus does not have plans to make us stay here on earth forever. His plan is for us to eventually be in heaven with him. That's why he says that he's going to come back. And he's going to come back and, you know, like the word of God says he's going to come back, you know, with a voice. With a trump, you know, of an an archangel. And, you know, we're we're all going to leave. We're going to go back to heaven. So that's how it's like. God wants us to, to know that the prosperity he has for us is not... I mean, we could prosper on earth. For some people, God could let you prosper on earth. But it's not really God's focus. I want you to know that the prosperity that you have here on earth, it's not really so much to God. God wants you to wants to see that, like your life here, that you live here on earth, God wants to see how much, you're go- how much you're going to make of the life you have here on earth. Because the life, the little life that you spend here on earth is going to determine like the rest of eternity. God uses that the life you live here on earth, to judge your eternity. So God wants to see if your life here on earth, you're going to focus on being physically prosperous or spiritually prosperous. So when I say prosperity, I'm sorry if some of you are not really understanding what I'm trying to say, but I'm talking about spiritual prosperity of the soul here. And I'm talking about physical prosperity of, of, of let's say, the flesh, of prosperity where you have money and all that you want. All you know that the most important thing to God is that your soul, 
prosperous. That's what he wants. Because if you're so prosperous, then it means you're living. It means you have the Holy Spirit. What he means is that you're going to heaven. It means you're saved. It means you're a righteous soul that is going to heaven. But if you don't have the, you know, that if you don't have that spirit of of righteousness, that God, God, if you don't have that spiritual prosperity, meaning your spirit is in darkness and sin, then it means you're going to hell. So I want you to know that I want you to come to Jesus and. When you come to Jesus, do your best to don't don't really come to him for I mean it's okay. You can ask Jesus, you know, ask Jesus for what you need because because I know we all need things because we all do as long as we're living in the physical world, there are things that we know we desire and want, like, you know, because we're living we know we work, you know, a job, maybe a car to to go to and for to move from place to place, a house to live in, food, money, a family and all these things. These things are fine. But don't let that be your priority. Don't worship Jesus mainly because you're focusing on what Jesus gives you. No, worship Jesus because you love him, because you are so thankful for what he did for you on that cross, because he died for you and that he set you free. That's why I want, that's why, you know, God wants you to worship because, because remember, he wants us, you know, to love him because Jesus, you know, wants people that worship him in spirit and in truth. You worship him in the truth of, of love. You, you, you worship him truthfully. You don't worship him just because, well, you want something from him. So you just worship him because you want something from him. And then if you don't get what you want, you don't worship him. Because when you do that, when the time comes that you don't get, any, when you're being tried, okay, when you keep focusing, fo- like worship, like when you keep like, you know, let's say you worship Jesus just because you want money. You want Jesus to give you money. When let's say you get tried and tested in this circumstance where let's say Jesus allows you to be tested, like Job, where let's say God allows all your money to be taken from you, you go bankrupt. You will, there's like a very high probability that you will forget Jesus. And you'll probably go to Satan because you are used to worshiping Jesus for money. And now, now it's like you want to be blessed with money. And right now, let's say Jesus is allowing you to be tested. There's no money. You're probably going to just reject Jesus and forget Jesus. And, you know, that is not true love. That is not truth. Because, you know, Jesus can, allow, like all God, God allowed Job to be tested. And God can allow anyone to be tested. You don't choose it. If God says you're going to be tested and you want to be tested, there's nothing you can do about it. You will be tested. And if you're tested and if all your heart, all you think about is money, if that, then you're, you're surely you're going to probably let Jesus go because you're not getting any money anymore. And it's so sad because this world is not about money. It's not about the flesh. That's why I want you to you know, worship Jesus because you love him. So that even when you don't have anything, because love will always remain, you will always love Jesus, and you'll always be on the side of Jesus. And, you know, you everything will always work together for your good. Because the Bible says, all things work to the good of those that love God. But some people come to Jesus, and they don't come to Jesus because they love him. They come to him for money, for riches, and for wealth. And, I mean, God wants to bless us. But those things are, like, additional. Like, because the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And what is the kingdom? This was the, let, me, let me explain this to you. When you read the Bible, it says, of all these, in the, in the kingdom of God, of all these, this is the greatest. Faith, love, and hope. This is the greatest. These are the greatest three things in the kingdom of God. This, that's, what, that's what was explained in the Bible. And they'll always remain. You know, these are the things that will remain. But the, I mean, I'm sorry. Faith, love, and hope. These are the things that are, let's say, they will remain. Of all the things, these are the things that will remain. A lot, a lot of things will pass away, but faith, love, and hope. These are things that will remain. Let me rephrase my word. These things will remain. But the greatest of these is love. Let me rephrase. Yes, faith, love, hope, they'll remain. But the greatest of these is love. So, 
In the kingdom of God, the greatest is love. So what does God actually want you to have? God wants you to be filled with his love because that's the greatest. Because that's what the Bible says. The greatest of these is love. It's not having money or living a prosperous life full of money and wealth. Because those things on earth, they're going to pass away. But in heaven, there's, you know, in eternity, love will always remain. Because God is love and God will always be love. He's going to remain as love. And that's why God, that's why I encourage all of you, my brothers and sisters, to allow the love of God to fill your hearts up and to keep walking and love and, you know, seek you for the kingdom of God. When you seek the kingdom of God, seek the love of God because that's the greatest in the kingdom. In the kingdom of God, love is the greatest. I mean, you, that you can't really go against that because the Bible says that. Of all these, the greatest is love. In, 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 in Corinthians 13, it says, 1 Corinthians 13, it says that. Of all these, love is the greatest. So, what God wants for you is for you to love Him. I mean, you can come to God and, and want God to prosper. I mean, there's, I mean, there's nothing. It's okay to, you know, to say, God, please help me with this. I need this. I need this. But make sure that you seek the kingdom first. The kingdom is the gospel, the word of God, Jesus Christ. He's the kingdom. Make sure you seek Jesus first. You seek loving. You seek a relationship with Jesus first. You don't seek money because, remember, money is going to pass away. This earth will pass away. And all the money in this world will pass away. So if it all passes away, where are you going to be standing? So you see, what I want you to desire is not the physical prosperity and the wealth and the riches of this world. No. They'll all pass away, but love will remain. And of all these, faith, love, and hope, love is the greatest. So, I mean, Jesus wants you to worship him, but not because you want to necessarily prosper physically. You want money and money, 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 money. No, because money is going to pass away. He wants you to focus. He wants you to love him that even if you just have one peso just a dime, because the apostles even have just a dime, just a, 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 a cent, uh, 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 whatever, whatever, just one coin, just a, a dime, a nickel, a cent, a penny, whatever it is, whatever currency, whatever currency of money, just one yen or one, one naira, what, one whatever, doesn't matter, but just with the smallest money you have, God wants you to trust Him with all that and believe in Him. And God wants you to thank Him for all that He's given you. It doesn't matter what you have because remember, all, the, all that money, God doesn't really, it's like they all pass away. It doesn't matter what money it is. It's all not that important to God. But God also wants you to trust him with it. Remember, all these things in the world, it's really nothing. Because God just, he spoke and it came into being. There are things he made. But his power, so what he cares about the most is our hearts. Because he says these things will pass away, the money pass away. It doesn't matter what money you have. It's going to pass away. So, God wants you to trust Him with it now. Trust God with all that you have right now. Because if you don't trust Him with it and you trust yourself with it, you'll get up into hell. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to get, get down into hell. You're going to be taken into hell. So, please, please, brothers and sisters, I, I encourage you to, to focus on love. You see, loving Jesus, that's what is the most important thing. It's not about, you know, because the Bible says, seek you first the kingdom of God. When you become a Christian, I mean, it's okay to pray for money and everything because 
you know, the Lord knows that as we're living on this earth, he wants us to also pay our tithe and pay offering and pay for things. And please, when the Lord gives you your money, pay your tithe and your offerings. Do not steal from the Lord because you will be judged. Because people go to hell because they don't pay their tithes. Just so you know, if you're not paying your tithe and stealing from God, yes, people usually, like, I mean, pe yeah, people end up in hell when they don't really pay. Like, like, I mean, I've heard of a lot of testimonies of people ending up in hell because they didn't pay their tithes. So, because when you don't, you're stealing from God because it's an amount of money that you're supposed to give to God. So do everything right. Do everything right. Pay your tithes. So that you get a blessing. Give to give to the poor. Give to the need. Be loving. And trust in God. Because God is the only one that could save. And be careful. Have your heart op open to God and closed off to sin. And always pray for discernment. So be righteous. Yes, the next time I'll talk more about righteousness as the Lord wanted me to. But I'm going to continue and go off with I'm going to continue with the dream, with one of the dreams that I had. And in this dream, I was, um, in this dream, the Lord um, was allowing me to understand things about the world and about the internet and about the deception that is that is in the world right now. There's like huge deception at large and it's deceiving so many people. And people can't even see it. And the Lord's letting me know that right now, He wants us to pray for the sermon. That's why in the last maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes we have, we're going to spend that, we're going to try to spend that time praying a lot. Because when we pray, we allow God to move in our lives. The Bible says pray without ceasing. So very important that all of you pray without ceasing. But I'm going to go ahead and talk about this dream. In this dream, brothers and sisters, I was in this place, and this room, and I was before a computer. And with that computer, um, it was like I was on, I was on YouTube. And then on YouTube, this video came up. It looked like a very wonderful Christian, like a wonderful Christian video. The, the title of the video was so perfect. It was like, how I don't know, the title had something to do with, I don't know, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, but it was like a perfect title. But when I saw the video, the Holy Spirit allowed me to discern that that video was wrong. And I was not, and we were not supposed to watch that video. Like, you don't want his people watching that video. But what it was was that um, I, I realized that the video was, was was really wrong and something was wrong with it but what was going on with this was that also like um let me go over what i said again i hope all of you can hear me let me go over this again in the in the dream i was before a computer and i think i was on youtube and in on youtube there was this dark there was this these videos so many videos but there was this video that i i could see that had like a title that was oh, like a godly title, like a Christian title of the Holy Spirit. Something, say, read this or watch this video and or how to get the Holy Spirit or to be touched by the Holy Spirit or something. It was a very good Christian title. But when I read the title, although the title was good, the Holy Spirit in me was like cautioning me. I was feeling very uncomfortable with that video. I knew that that video was wrong. I knew that something was wrong with that video, and and I was and and something was just wrong with that. And God doesn't want His people to to be watching that video. And what happened was that, um, I in the in the spirit, I'm not sure why, but somehow I I I the the Lord allowed me to to in the dream because this was all a dream. The Lord was letting me feel like this was not the video was not right. It was so wrong, but I think the Lord wanted to something happened. I I clicked the video and I really saw and I was and I and I saw the video and I, and I I heard what they were saying and I really discerned. The Lord let me really see that that video was full of so much evil and so much deception and so much lies 
and it was really dark and he didn't want his people to watch this video and the Lord was letting me understand that be careful of what you do now there's so many there's so much deception because there's a lot of things that you watch and read and you think it's from God but it's not because the Lord is letting me know that this that video like it had such a wonderful title but those that have the, the Holy Spirit they will know that this video is not from God they will know that what the person is saying is from Satan it's not from God but I could also understand because when I after I after I the Lord let me know after I I I listened to a little bit of it and I saw that it was really evil I canceled it and then the Lord let me understand that I I you you see like that's how the world is now like a lot of a lot of things you think are okay but they're not okay so listen to the Holy Spirit so when the Holy Spirit tugs upon you to to say that to, or he, the Holy Spirit tells you this is wrong don't listen this is wrong stay away please stay away because sometimes the devil try to bring confusion because some things are are lies, but the devil will make it seem good because the Bible says the devil appears as an angel of light because that's how he gets people. A lot of things are so wrong, but he lets people think they're fine. And when you think it's fine, you're going to get into it, you're going to indulge in it, and then sometimes before you realize it's going to be way too late. But in this in this in this dream, I remember that that um. I understood that this was when, when I woke up. I, I mean, not when I woke up. When I when I when I canceled it because because I could hear, I could feel the demonic presence that was coming out of that video, and it was so horrible. So, brothers and sisters, we're going to pray for discernment after. But in your spare time, pray for discernment all the time and always repent. And the things that we spoke about today, practice them in your life as often as you can. But after the video was after I canceled it, I, I saw the comments. The Holy Spirit led me to look at the comments, and then I saw the comments. I saw a Christian. I, I saw someone or someone that was supposedly supposed to be a Christian, he wrote a comment like, oh, this video was so wonderful. I was so touched by this video. This video touched my heart. I mean, I was so ministered to by this video. And I could feel the Spirit of God touching me or something. That's what the person said. And then the moment I read the comment and I heard the person saying, oh, what a wonderful this video was, I, I began to hear Satan speak. The Lord allowed me to hear Satan's thoughts in his heart and what Satan was saying. And this is what Satan said. Yes, brothers and sisters, I remember that in that dream when the sister, or I mean, I don't even know if she's a sister, but I think she was someone that was supposed to be a Christian. And she would say, and she wrote such a comment like, oh, I, I, this video made me connect to my father so well, to Father God. And I remember that the Lord allowed me to understand Satan's thoughts. And he, he Lord allowed me to hear Satan speak. And this is what Satan said. Satan said, you, like he said something like, um, I don't remember the exact words that Satan used, but he used very um, words of let's like mockery words. Like he was mocking that person. He said, "Are you? Is that what you call a true Christian? Are you sure you're a Christian?" He was saying something like, "Are you sure you're a Christian? Um, is that what you call a true Christian video?" I forgot. But Satan was just mocking the Christian, and I felt so bad because I could see that a lot of Christians these days lack discernment, and because of that, they're getting so deceived. And there's so much demonic deception out there, but Christians are falling for them. And Satan's mocking the Christians, those that are supposed to be Christians, because they're lukewarm. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they're very, they're not hot. So because of that, they've lost, they're, they're, they're not letting their light shine. So they're far away from God. Although they, 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 you know, they, they do some things right. They're not doing everything right. And because of that, they're deceived in some areas. So they don't even know what is right and what's wrong. But I could see that this person that wrote this comment, he was so deceived by Satan. And Satan began to mock him and say things like, you, you, call, you, you call that a Christian? Are you sure you're a Christian? 
oh, if you're a Christian, then you're like nothing. Like, but Satan was mocking. I forgot the word, exact words used, but Satan began to mock and mock this Christian. And then when, when, when this was happening, I felt, I, was, I felt so sad for Christians in this day that, you know, there's a lot of deception going on, especially on the Internet. And the Lord wants me to warn people that go on the Internet to be very careful. It's best to spend more time with the Lord. Just spend more time with the Lord and try to stay away from technology and the Internet and all these things. Because with all these things come a lot of deception and a lot of lying and confusion. So it's best to just spend time with the Lord as much as you can. I mean, it's different from when the Lord will, will, will lead you to listen to a place or will lead you to go somewhere. I mean, I know that the Lord Tower is a place that the Lord led me to, to listen to, that touched me, and that really helped and blessed and really blessed and changed my life a lot. And I'm so thankful to the Lord for the, to the Lord for the Lord's Hour. So I know a place like this, you can come here or you can, even, you can even come here on your phone. It's a good place to be, to hear the Word of God. But for other places, the Lord, I'm not sure, but there was a lot of other places that I was giving the understanding that the Lord wants people to be careful because I was seeing Christians were being deceived. And Satan would mock them, and they they would lack discernment. So I want, brothers and sisters, I want you to pray and trust the Lord with your heart and, and, and be on fire. And the Lord wants to give you discernment because he wants you to know the truth, because the Lord does not want you to be lost in the lies of Satan. Because Satan came to kill, to steal, and to destroy, and the Lord wants to give you life in abundance. So, in, in, in this dream, I remember that I saw that comment, and I saw that Satan began to mock the Christian, and I was so upset and so angry how Satan was deceiving these Christians and were mocking them, and I began to fight Satan. I I, I saw this mark, this like I don't know, like a mark, something. It was like this, the shape of something, and I remember that I heard Satan speaking through that. So that's why you should be careful of the images that you have. Don't bring. That's what the Bible says. Don't make images because you know demons can use these images as mediums to 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 manifest and to do things. Because there was this image or this medium or something like that I saw on the computer, something this like this weird shaped wing or something, and I, I felt like Satan was speaking through something like that, and it looked good, but it was Satan was using that. So I remember I remember praying against Satan because when I saw what he was doing, I was really upset. I just went at him. I started praying against him. I was speaking in tongues against him. I remember I was speaking in tongues. I was praying against Satan. I kept praying and praying, and 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 I, and I was in fact hitting him. There was something in my hand. I don't remember what it was in my hand or what I was holding. What it was in my hand, I was holding something. But I remember I was hitting him, and I was praying in tongues, and I was hitting Satan because I was really angry with what was going on and what it was doing to God's people. I was hitting him. I kept hitting him, hitting him, and he was being pushed back. I remember that the Spirit of the Lord, like he was being pushed back. Because I'm telling brothers and sisters, when, when you go against Satan in the name of Jesus, he will flee. And Satan was being pushed back when I was hitting him. I, was, I remember in the dream I was using my hand to hit. I was hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. And I was speaking in tongues against him. And all of a sudden, Satan started to speak in tongues again back at me as defense. He was also trying to fight back at me. And he was speaking in this satanic, demonic tongues. And that was like one of the first time I heard Satan. That was the first time I like I actually heard Satan speaking back to me in demonic tongues. And I don't even know what he was saying, but I was just praying against him. He was speaking in this demonic language. I knew it was satanic. I knew in the dream, the Holy Spirit let me told me that Satan speaking like he was also speaking satanic tongues. And that's and that's and I heard him. I heard him speak these in, in the in these satanic tongues. And he was speaking in tongues against me. And I was also speaking in tongues of the Holy Spirit and the and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I was praying against him. And oh wow, whenever you know, whenever there's a match between light and darkness, you know, light will win. 
I was hitting Satan. Satan was like defenseless. He couldn't do anything to me. He was just speaking back in his tongue. But he was being pushed back because I remember that I was hitting Satan and I was speaking in tongues against him and I was rebuking him and I was hitting Satan. I, was, I kept like hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. And he got pushed back and he got pushed back and he got pushed back. And then I remember that I woke up in my dream speaking in tongues. Like when I when I woke up, I realized I was speaking in tongues in the middle of the night. Like I was speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues in the dream. And then when I opened my eyes, it was around um, it was around like six o'clock in the morning. And when I opened my eyes at six o'clock in the morning, I was speaking in tongues. Like I, I I woke up, I realized I was speaking in tongues like while awake, just speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, just speaking in tongues. And then it felt like it was a real battle that I was that the Lord was showing me. The Lord was bringing me out of Satan's deception, and the Lord was using me to fight Satan, and to and to show me that how He's deceiving His God's people. I want all of you to I want all of you to just keep trusting the Lord. I want all of you to keep being faithful. I want all of you to to keep being holy and to live a righteous life. I want all of you to to be perfect before the Lord and to be spotless. Because he's coming very soon. Because he's a God that is filled with love. He loves us so much. He loves us so much. And he wants us to live a life that is pleasing unto him. And you know, Satan is out to deceive. And God does not want you to be deceived. He loves you. And he wants you to fight. Like, you know, the Bible says that, you know, it's like, put on the, put on the armor of God. When you put on the armor of God, you become like a spiritual warrior. What do people that are given armor, what do they do? They fight. That's it. God gave you the armor to fight, so don't don't sit down. I'm telling you, when you fight Satan, there's going to be a point where God, you're going to exercise so much faith and strength that God will give you so much strength over Satan that in spiritual battles against Satan himself, I'm talking about Satan, the Satan, the leader, like the king of the the demons. He's not a king, but but the leader of the demons. You know, Lucifer, the one that fell from heaven. Yes, the Lord has let me face him many times, and. In, in, in dreams and I realized that over time the more I would face him the Lord would give me more strength and more experience to be able to overcome him because Jesus has overcome Satan Lucifer is nothing to God you just have to you know have faith and n not sin because when you sin he gets power over your life but you have to know that God is giving you the armor of God to fight and to Take down Satan. God wants you to defeat Satan. He wants you to knock him out with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we're going to go into warfare right now. And I'm telling you, the tongues are powerful. I mean, in my heart, I wish all of you could speak in tongues, but if you can't, pray for them. Because, you know, you know, Paul says that he desires that, you know, that, that, you know, that all of you, the Bible says that, that you should eagerly desire for the, earnestly desire for the gifts of the Spirit. Paul said he wishes that you guys had the gifts. And I also wish that too, really. Because if you guys had tongues, it would, it would help you. Some of you do, but I know some of you don't. If you don't pray, God will give it to you. Because it's a gift that, that works in, in, a, in, a, in a very wonderful way. And it really helps, and it helps you get stronger. So in the next few minutes, okay, um, in about the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to pray, okay? And we're going to pray. Pray however the Holy Spirit leads you. If, because, because sometimes in warfare, usually sometimes, like, you know, when I'm praying against Satan, like in that dream, when I was praying against Satan, you see, what automatically came out of my mouth was tongues. I wasn't speaking in my understanding. I was speaking in the Holy Spirit's language, and the language that the Holy Spirit let me understand. Because you have to understand this, because... The Bible says we don't know how to pray, okay? No matter how much you could speak eloquently or you could speak such wonderful words, you have to understand that the Holy Spirit knows how to pray better than you, no matter who you are. 
No matter how much you think you can pray, or even if you can pray for 10 hours, know this, that the Holy Spirit can pray better than you. So what other way, that, what's the best way to pray? Pray with the Holy Spirit. Pray the Holy Spirit style. And what's the Holy Spirit style? Is tongues. Because when you pray in tongues, the Bible explains it. I'll explain it again in another time. That we have. Right now we don't have that much time left. But when you speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit is speaking through you. God, you're speaking mysteries that you don't understand. Because I remember when I was facing Satan, I wanted to face him with the best. Like with, 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 with the best that I had in me to bring him down. And we're obviously not the best we are. The best is Jesus Christ. So the best in me was the Holy Spirit that was in me. And the Holy Spirit took over. And the Holy Spirit just started to speak in tongues. And I realized that when I was sleeping and then I realized, wait, I'm speaking in tongues. And I woke up and I realized, I, I, I mean, I'm up at 6 o'clock in the morning and I'm speaking in tongues at 6 o'clock in the morning. Because it was a real thing. It was a real spiritual thing. It wasn't just a dream. It was really, happen it was really happening to me in the Spirit. Because I was, because I've been warfaring against Satan, and don't ever stop warfaring against Satan. Always warfare against him. Because remember, whether I like it or not, Satan is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy, and he's attacking you. And when you attack him, this is what happens: you get even stronger. Because when you attack, this is one thing the Holy Spirit taught me as spiritual warriors. As you become, when you become a spiritual warrior and you grow in the Spirit. It's like the more you attack Satan, the more experience you get. So the more it's like you become more immune to Satan's attack. That's one thing that happens to you. You realize that the attacks that he gives you, it's like you, you can easily overcome them because now your armor is so much stronger. And two, it's like you get more experience. And a lot of fear will leave you. It's just amazing what happens when you do warfare. So I encourage you to do warfare. So in the next minute, I'm going to, um, um, we're going to pray. And we're going to pray in warfare, okay? Warfare is when you're warfaring on Satan. You're, you're bringing down. A lot of people don't like warfare. A lot of people think, well, um, well, you know, just don't worry. Don't do warfare. God will let his angels protect you. You, you, you don't have to do warfare. But I'm telling you this. If, if God would let his angels protect us and all these things, why would God tell us to pray without ceasing? Why, why, why would the Lord tell us to put our arm of God on? And and it says that you should pray, okay? It says that it says even the, in Ephesians, it says that you should pray so that you'll be able to stand. You have to do all these things. Why would the Lord teach us to do these things if these things were not important? I'm telling you, they are so important. We need to do these things. They are very, very important. Warfaring. If anyone, if someone tells you warfaring is not important, then they're not. They're not. It's either this that they don't understand the full meaning of warfare. They don't understand it fully. Or they're lying to you because it's very important. If they don't, then they don't know what they're saying. Because I'm telling you, warfaring is very important because it strengthens your spirit. Because because I remember, Satan is always out to attack us. And during the times I do warfare, I'm at peace. I don't have a lot of demons attacking me all the time. Because it's like when you do warfare, you get more protection. Like when I would pray a lot, God would send more angels to protect me. But when I would do nothing, my protection would be smaller. It's like... When you work for God, God does more for you. When you do more warfare, God destroys more of Satan's works against you, and you are set free. And a lot of because a lot of demons that were trying to oppress me and come against me, the Lord used warfare to get them get rid of them out of my life. So I'm telling you, warfare is very important. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise, because I know some people they don't like to do it because they think, well, when you do warfare, more demons come. But I'm telling you, even if you don't do warfare, demons will come anyway. Warfare will actually keep them out of your life a little bit more. Because when you do warfare, you get more anointing, more Holy Spirit. And that way, when demons come, you're able to take them out with one punch. But if, if you don't like to do warfare, your spirit gets weak.
And then you realize that things might not always go as well for you. I mean, God is faithful he, and just, and He protects us. And sometimes He knows, but then do the best you can all the time. Warfaring is very important. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. So, it, so just pray, okay? The warfare or pray. Do whatever thing it is you do. Pray. Because this is what I heard from a sister that said that was very profound. Because this is what she said. She said that in a dream, a demon was attacking her. And she said that when she would let the demon go free without retaliating or attacking the demon back, then this is what would happen. She said that the demon would have more room, more freedom, more time, and more strength to attack her back. But when she would attack the demon again, the demon would fall. The demon would not be able to attack her. And she would have, and it would, things would be better. So this is it. Satan, okay, he's attacking you whether you pray or you don't pray. But when you pray, you exercise God's power. Because right now, I feel in my heart, the Holy Spirit just told me. The Holy Spirit said he gave you the armor of God. And he gave you the sword of the Spirit. He gave you weapons as a warrior. What do you think weapons are used for? They're used to fight. But so many Christians like to be lazy and they don't like to pray in warfare. Because they don't really have the understanding of it. Because some people think it's too much work. But I'm telling you, if you don't, you will be so oppressed. You, sometimes, sometimes you'll be oppressed by bondages, by sins, and you'll want to be delivered. Because I'm telling you, warfaring, it will help you get set free. Because when you warfare, because a lot of sin that we struggle with is because of demons that oppress us. When you warfare against the demons that are oppressing you, God will defeat them for you, and then you will be free. Once you're free, everything changes. So why wouldn't you want to warfare? It's because people are lazy, and people like to give excuses. But don't let anyone ever change your mind about warfare because it's important. That's why you need to warfare. And the Lord, will, in, in, when you seek the Lord more, the Lord will even give you warfaring tongues. Because if, for those of you that speak in tongues a lot, you will realize that when, you're, when you get into warfare, this is one thing that I've learned about tongues. I don't know if a lot of people, um, but this is one thing I've realized. There's tongues that I speak when I'm praising the Lord and I'm rejoicing the Lord or I'm rejoicing to the Lord. There's a tongue that I speak. When I'm talking to the Lord or something, there's a tongue that I speak. When I'm usually praying, it's like the Holy Spirit will just change the tongue depending on what He wants me to do. And when I'm warfaring, my tongue will just change. Because it's like there's a warfare tongue. Because at that time, the Lord will let me understand that it's, it's wartime. We're warring against the enemy. Because, you know, the Bible says God is a warrior. He's strong and mighty in battle. Jesus is a warrior. You know, He's, he's coming down. He's coming down with... with, with with, with so many people, with other warriors, with saints, all of them clothed in white, they're coming back down again to fight, you know, the final battle. He's a warrior. God doesn't want us to be lazy. People don't like to be warriors. People just like to say, well, God's going to take care of me, so I don't need to fight. I don't need to worry about that. I mean, it is true God will take care of you. But God also said, get, God doesn't want you to be lazy. God wants you to get up and pray without ceasing. Okay, so if just... So it's like if you're not going to do it, then it means you're disobeying God because the Bible says pray without ceasing, pray in the Spirit. You know, just pray as the Holy Spirit leads you without stopping. And you will realize that the Holy Spirit himself will lead you to do warfare, even in ways that sometimes you'd be surprised. You will realize that the Lord is leading you to do warfare. So I want you to know that warfare is important because Satan is deceiving people. So people are getting attacked by him. He's like people are giving Satan freedom to attack them because they're not doing warfare. I want you to learn that do warfare. It's important. It's very important. Like so, we're gonna spend time just praying, doing warfare. We're gonna bind the demons that are attacking us. We do that without stopping. The more you do warfare, oh wow, your life is just so much better. Because that's one thing I've realized. When I do warfare, my life is so much better with God. I feel. I get, I get open heavens. I get taken to heaven even much, much more. When I do warfare, I get taken to heaven like so many times because all the demons that try to oppress me, God knocks them all off. 
and then I'm free to just go to heaven because I do warfare. But if you don't do warfare, then the demons that oppress you, they're usually there because you're being lazy. Because this is what the Lord told me. He gave you a sword. What do you use a sword for? Let's, like, just think about it. A sword is used to fight. You use a sword to fight. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. You're supposed to pick up your sword and fight. Don't be lazy. That's what the Holy Spirit tells me right now. That he gave us the sword of the spirit. You use the sword to attack the enemy. You don't sit down with the sword and say, well, there's angels that protect me, so I don't have to worry. That's laziness. That's why you're still struggling, because you're not using, you have to pray, you have to fight. The armor of God, look, look, if you don't understand this, then pray for wisdom. God will give you wisdom about it. But the armor of God, the sword is the offense. The sword is what you use to fight. Why will God give you something to use to fight if there's no point in fighting? You have to fight at all times because Satan is attacking you nonstop. And you realize that you're still getting attacked. So it means you're doing something wrong. Because if you're getting attacked, then it means you're not praying enough. So you have to accept it and just do warfare. You have to pray. You really have to pray. You have to pray and fast and pray without stopping. Just pray as the Holy Spirit will lead you to. Because if, you, if, you, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, okay, the Holy Spirit will tell you when to warfare and when to praise Him or when to pray for someone. So it just all matters. Because on the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit sometimes will will not always lead you to warfare. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you warfare. Other times the Lord will tell you to pray for this person, or other times the Lord will tell you to pray for healing, pray for deliverance, pray for restoration. But you just need to make sure you have the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you will know. But some people, it's like they they, they know they have the Holy Spirit, but they just don't want to pray. They just don't want to ever do warfare because the devil has deceived them about that. It's like they know God, they're saved, and God has given them, you know, they receive the Holy Spirit. But it's like because of lies and false doctrine, it's like they don't want to do warfare. So the Lord wants you to know the truth. Look, why did God give you a sword? What is the sword used for? God didn't give you a sword to sit down with it because the Bible says everybody put on the armor of God. So if you put on the armor of God and you have the sword of the Spirit, then what are you supposed to use the sword for? It's, it is to fight the enemy. Because so many of you are struggling because Satan is still over you. You have to get him under your feet. That's where he belongs. You have to get him there. And don't ever stop warfaring. Or don't ever stop fighting. Because it's very important. Like those that see God a lot and pray a lot, they learn that the Holy Spirit leads them a lot. into. You will realize that the Holy Spirit will lead you into warfare a lot. You will realize. Sometimes you'll be praying and then you just realize you're just going into warfare. And when my spirit begins to turn into warfaring mode, I, I, I know. Sometimes my, my spirit will just turn into praise. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will just lead you to praise. Other times he'll lead you to, to just warfare because it's important. And, a lot, and because people don't pray, they don't know these things. They use their mind. But I'm telling you, warfaring, it's important because it's in the Word of God. God gave you spiritual armor. And he, wants, and he said, use the sword, of the, you know, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We're fighters. We're warriors. Pray. Pray without ceasing. So, brothers and sisters, this is where I'm going to end. And with a, with a little time we have, I'm just going to pray with you all. And then ask all of you to be ready because Jesus is coming soon. And prepare our hearts for the great things that are about to happen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I humbly come before you. Father God, I bless you for my brothers and all my sisters. I pray, forgive us of all of our sins. Oh, Father God, make everything new in our lives. Oh, God, lead and guide us. Forgive us, restore us. Oh, God, make everything new in our lives. Oh, Lord, let your will be done and us. Destroy the works and the plans of Satan in our lives. Oh, God, break every curse. Oh, God, break every yoke. Oh, God, break every curse. Oh, God, destroy the works of Satan against us right now. Deliver us. Make everything new. 
Oh, Father God, your word says when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, send down your fire.